The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for being here. 888 A lot going on. There's, there's more crazy than we can possibly share with you today. That's true. So... <laughs> That's the good news. You're not going to hear all the crazy that's going on in the world. We're only going to be able to share a buttload of it. That's all. <laughs> it's a scientific term. For two buttloads, we'll have to spill some of the crazy into tomorrow. Spill some of the buttload yeah. into tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Uh, President Trump is now talking about pardoning or commuting the sentence of Rod Blagojevich and Martha Stewart. Now you're just getting crazy. Okay, stop. Rod <laughs> Rod Blagojevich was a uh, is a criminal and should serve his time, and I think he already did. But to pardon him, is he? He's actually in prison still, I think. So maybe he yeah. would just commute the sentence. I don't know why you would do that. Yeah, when is he supposed to get out? Do we know? We'll <clears> I don't. Find out. I haven't looked into that for a while. But uh, fourteen year sentence, by the way. Okay. So he's probably about 10 years in. Huh? Uh, it's kind of interesting because uh, Kim Kardashian went to the White House yesterday and she became interested in this story of a great grandmother. She's 62 years old now. She's been in prison so far for 21 years on a first time drug charge. She received a life sentence without possibility of parole. Now, I I've, I haven't read the entire story. I don't know what they were thinking when they sentenced her to that. I don't know if people died as a result of the drugs that she peddled or a first-time drug offense and you go to life in prison without parole? Wow. Seems slightly harsh. Uh, so anyway, she had found out about that and she went to the president to try to get him to pardon her. I haven't heard anything about that, but now he's talking about pardoning everybody else who's ever been convicted of anything. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Also under attack, Jeff Sessions, by all manner of uh, supposed conservatives. Everybody hates... The cool thing to do if you're a conservative now is hate Jeff Sessions. And I think we mentioned this yesterday. I don't understand it. He's the first person in with donald trump the first u.s senator who endorsed him was jeff sessions where's the loyalty to this guy and all you've done because he recused himself big deal it all that the president's done and his allies is bludgeoned him ever since i don't think he deserves it now they're attacking trey gowdy because trey gowdy isn't convinced that there's anything going on with this so-called spygate thing so all his allies in talk radio are jumping all over Trey Gowdy now. It's fascinating to watch. I, I guess you must agree with Donald Trump's every move. If, you're, if you support his uh, candidacy, if you supported him for president, then you have to also agree with everything he says and does? I don't get that. We didn't do that with Bush. Why are they doing that with, with Trump? Donald Trump is pissed at Sessions, so they are too. 
Gowdy said something Trump doesn't like. Now they don't like it, too. If Trump wants the DREAM Act to become the law of the land, suddenly that's the conservative thing to want. They want it, too. If Trump wants a bill that adds a trillion dollars to our debt in six months, well, huge deficit deficit spending is now a conservative value. We want that, too. If Trump says that we don't need a wall now along the entire border, they act as though that's exactly what they've been saying all along. Yeah, we don't need... There's too many barriers. (laughs) Trump had an affair with a porn star. Paid off the porn star. I mean, hey, come on now. We didn't elect a pastor-in-chief. No one's perfect, and please, let's not let perfect get in the way of good. (laughs) I mean, it's... It's apparently unacceptable to support this guy and not agree with everything he does. Like he's infallible. Like, how did this happen to us? Shocking. It's so bizarre. I mean, I think you can reasonably like what some of the things he's doing and yet maybe criticize the things he's not doing well. But for some reason, that isn't the case. They can't. You got to agree with everything. And uh, you're just, you're all in. If you're a supporter of Trump, you're all in on everything he ever says and does. I've never seen anything like it. I honestly haven't. It's been, seriously, not only has it been disappointing, it's been disillusioning. People I really respected for a long time who've just sold out completely. And look, I've admitted over and over and over and over, the guy's done a pretty decent job. He's been surprising to me so far. But to take things that we've never believed in, and all of a sudden, that's what we believe in? You know, like deficit spending to the tune of a trillion dollars in six months? Uh-uh. No. You were all against. All these guys were against, and, and women. They were against the, uh, the spending bill in 2009. 2008, 2009, when Bush and Obama did it, that was the worst thing ever. What are you talking about? $787 billion. Well, now all of a sudden, no, nah, this trillion-dollar spending bill is great. This is awesome. It's just what we need to spark the economy. I don't. Ugh. Are you... Oh, wait. You're trying to make sense of the world. I am. I can sense that right now. Yeah, and it's not happening. Mm-mm. Not happening. Nope. Uh... Also, teen activists from uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, these kids just keep on giving. They're the gift that keeps on giving. Now they want the voting age lowered to 16. That's quite possibly the dumbest, most asinine proposal I've heard since, hey, let's round up all the Indians and put them on this reservation just because they're Indians. Mm, no. While we're at it, let's uh, let's take away their way of life. You know, the tomahawk and the bow and knife. <laughs> and all those beads they make by hand. Well, nowadays, we'll, we'll make them in Japan. You need to write this down. I know. It's good, you, right? You really it, should work on it. And some for some reason, it's starting starting to rhyme. You have I a guitar even, at home? Uh, I do. You could make something of this. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to work on that. Okay. Nah, it'd never work. You're right. Let it go. So, uh, 18-year-old... A student from um, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas in Parkland, Sophie, Sophie Whitney, 
since she found herself thrust into the gun control debate, now she's decided, okay, we, we called for tighter gun control restrictions. We're getting all kinds of public, publicity on this. You know what we should do is let's also try to lower the voting age to 16 because people are starting to listen to us. Uh, she says if 16-year-olds are old enough to be affected by the laws and realize that there is a problem, then they should have the power to help change it. No, that's exactly wrong. No, they shouldn't. Nope, sorry. You know, eight-year-olds are affected by the laws, too, and uh, we're not going to lower the voting age to eight. Many laws affect the lives of 16-year-olds who are almost adults. (laughs) Yeah, you think you are? I know. I know, Pumpkin, but you're not. (laughs) Young people should have some kind of say in how their country treats them. Uh, wow. They're getting help from Washington, D.C. Council member uh, Charles Allen. He reintroduced a proposal in April to lower the federal voting age to 16. Uh, wow. This would be the end of this nation. (laughs) If we cave into this, 16-year-olds who don't know anything yet about life, who don't understand anything, and who have been completely indoctrinated by the public school system, it's over. I mean, it's seriously over for this nation. We should be going the other way. The voting age should be 35. (laughs) We should double it and add three more years to the 16. I think that's like that metric trick. Yes, just double it and add three more years. It should be 35. (laughs) If you're old enough to run for president, you're old enough to vote. Oh, I like it. Now, uh, Charles Allen says, two years ago when I introduced the bill, people would say to me, how can we expect 16 and 17-year-olds to be aware of current events? How can we expect a 16 or 17-year-old to be informed and make good choices and to understand the power of their voice? Yeah, they still don't, (laughs) douche. They still don't. (laughs) They're still eating Tide Pods. True. Stop it. Because these guys have gotten so much attention on CNN and have been fed all kinds of left-wing propaganda by George Soros's group and Michael Bloomberg's group. Now all of a sudden they're experts on everything and we should listen to everything they say and let them set policy? No. No, no. Wow. I mean, plus it's sweeping uh, the nation. Tacoma Park, Maryland became the first municipality to extend voting rights to 16-year-olds in local elections back in 2013. I remember talking about that then. Hyattsville, Maryland joined them in 2015. And in 2016, Berkeley, California, overwhelmingly passed Measure Y1, which lowered the voting age for school board elections. And at least a dozen or a half dozen other states have seen similar legislation introduced in the last year. There's a national campaign called Vote 16 USA, which supports, obviously, lowering the voting age. Campaigns in Boulder, Colorado, Memphis, Illinois. Just, it's spreading everywhere. <laughs> we got to nip this thing in the bud. David Adams says, it's our future we're voting for. We should have the right to make our own choices and determine our own destiny. Nope. No, David. Um, it's our present we're voting for. Okay? When you, get, when you get to be a big boy and you have responsibilities and a family counting on you, then they will go ahead and say, sure. You know, our founders had a rule that you had to be a property owner for a reason. It wasn't to discriminate against the poor. It wasn't to discriminate against people they didn't like. 
it was because you had skin in the game. You knew what you were talking about. You knew what you were voting on. You knew what it took to have property, to own a place. And they knew you weren't going to vote against your own interest now. And other people weren't going to be trying to take that from you because they didn't have it. Well, they can't because they can't vote. Now, I'm not saying we should go back to you have to be a property owner, but they're, I mean, we should rethink this thing a little bit before we start lowering our standards to 16-year-olds who, whose brains have not even developed yet. And we all know it. Yeah. We all know. In some cases, their voice hasn't changed. You're going to let them vote? No. <laughs> Seriously, this would be the death of us. It'd be the death of us. And if we don't stand up and demand that this nonsense end, we're going to pay a heavy, heavy, heavy price. 888 Fortunately, so far, we still have the Second Amendment. You still can defend yourself and own a gun. And if you have a gun for at home for personal protection, when was the last time you practiced with it? At home. Well, it's crazy, right, if you uh, do it the old-fashioned way. But iTarget Pro has now revolutionized home firearm training. Now, you still use your actual gun, but also your smartphone and their app. And a laser in place of the bullet. So the bullet detects exactly where your shots are landing. It's really fun. Yeah. It's really cool. And it saves you a lot of money. This is the perfect Father's Day gift. Totally. Yes. If you're thinking of, I I don't want to get him a tie again or socks. What can I get him? Get him the iTarget Pro system because it is fantastic. And you'll save 10% when you use the offer code pad. When you purchase the iTarget Pro system, you'll save money, you save time, and dad's going to love it. Seriously, consider this for Father's Day. And he'll be able to take his skills to the next level, and it'll be a lot cheaper for him because he won't have to go out and buy all kinds of ammo or pay the range fees. Then there's the convenience of driving to and from and the gas you burn. It's the letter I, then TargetPro.com. Go there right now, use the offer code PAT, and save 10% itargetpro.com Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network We had the results are in from our uh, Twitter poll yesterday. By the way, you can tweet us at Pat Unleashed. Hashtag put that in your pipe. Hashtag Ambien made me do it. Uh, was, we were talking about RFK yesterday because I read that huge story in the Washington Post that really surprised me. I, I didn't. I was not aware of the controversy surrounding RFK's death. Who was? That there was a second shooter there, too, apparently. I mean, some people think. So we asked, and I don't know how many people have read the article or um, you know really paid much attention to what we were talking about yesterday, but the question was, was RFK assassinated by Sirhan Sirhan and Sirhan Sirhan only? A Palestinian so nice they named him twice. And then he turned out not to be that nice because um, he did shoot people. Even if it wasn't RFK, he mm-hmm. did shoot uh, some of the staff members. He shot somebody. He shot somebody. Um. 
So did did Sirhan Sirhan act alone? Yes, fifty two percent. No, forty eight percent. Whoa, close. Turned out really close. Oh yeah, it did. <clears throat> Some people were persuaded. Apparently, wow. and I'm I'm kind of in the middle. No, way to take a stand, Pat. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I don't like to buy into conspir- conspiracy theories just willy nilly. But uh, I will say this: they had me hooked. Uh, about three quarters through that article. And then they started, and then at the end, at the very end of the article, they tell you, okay, this is why a bigger investigation hasn't been done because there's other people who say this and this and this. And so never mind on the rest of the article. Kind of. Mm. So, I mean, they were both compelling arguments. He, for, for, at first, when you hear the guy was shot from behind and Sirhan Sirhan was in front of him, you're like, well, how could you not think there's a second shooter? When he had eight bullets and 13 were fired, you think, well, how could he not? How could there not be a second shooter? When you hear that some of the ballistics, that a panel of forensic experts who said that the gun, the bullets that they extracted from some of the victims and the ones they extracted from RFK didn't match. They didn't come from the same gun. Well, wait a minute. That's pretty compelling. Mm-hmm. Then at the very end, they say, "Oh, by the way, uh, another ballistics expert says no. There were only there weren't thirteen shots. There were eight. And probably RFK turned around when he heard the first shot, and that's why he got shot in the back of the head. Okay. Well, now I, I'm a little confused. That's why I'm where I am." So get off me, Keith. You're kind of like Jimmy Eat World. You're in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Look, a, a funny music pun that Pat got. And yeah. You got Because, uh, yes. Don't act like, don't put on a front. No. I, you love Jimmy Eat World, and I, you know that I they like deserve Jimmy to be in the Rock and Roll Hall well, of I, I don't know about that. Before Foreigner. I don't know about that. But they will be mm-hmm. <laughs> before wait, Foreigner. Wait a minute, wait a minute. People on Twitter yesterday <laughs> were making the point. At Pat Unleashed, that um, you're see, you're singing uh, terrible rap lyrics over uh, Vivaldi, mm-hmm. gonna be the rock gonna and roll qualify you for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before Foreigner, <laughs> greatest listeners ever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, all right, so not only do we have the teens pushing the teen activists that for some reason everybody on the left loves and listens to, and I, you know, love them. I, we love everybody, right? Because we're supposed to. I do not. No, I do not love. You everybody. don't love everybody. I do not. Mm-mm. I'm sensing some of that. I would from say you. that I lean closer <laughs> yeah, to hate everybody. Yeah, I'm sensing than love. that too. So that is really strange. Just Amazing. being honest. Uh, and speaking of the loving everybody, mm-hmm. before I get to the GOP and oh, the that's... concerns we have with them. Oh, I love the G. That's where my love is with the GOP. But go ahead. Sorry, uh, Samantha B. Do you remember her sitting in this very building? And we broadcast a whole special with her. Couple of them, maybe. Yeah. About how oh she was on the same page as Glenn, and she's really going to try. They, and wore, I'm a, they wore Christmas sweaters together. Yeah, they that? did. That was cute. They did. And I want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. <laughs> and we have become far too divisive. Uh, wow. That's gone right down the toilet. She just called Ivanka Trump a feckless C-word. And she actually used the word. Now, let me ask you which is worse. Saying somebody that is a cross between, um, what was the first thing that uh, Roseanne said? 
a cross between something and Planet of the Apes. Uh, uh. I don't even remember now, but is that worse than a feckless C word? Come on. That's insanity, and it's totally acceptable. Are you hearing anybody yelling and screaming in, in mainstream America about Samantha B? and she should lose her job? This is unacceptable. We don't accept this kind of hate. Why was she saying that? Because uh, I guess Ivanka Trump hasn't changed her father's immigration policy. Oh, wow. First of all, Samantha B, why don't you come down here and go to the, and go to the border and see what shape the border is in? And then why don't you why, why don't you look into what illegal immigration is reaping in this country? And then tell us that she's a feckless c-word for for not changing her father's policies. She went further than that, by the way. Uh, she encouraged uh, Ivanka to go to her father. He listens to you, she said. Put on something tight and low cut and tell your father to effing stop it. What? Yeah, so she's, you know, insinuating that he's... Okay. He'll be persuaded by uh, her looks and attracted to her. And so, I mean, okay, so all of this is perfectly acceptable, I guess, somehow. Nobody's calling for Samantha B's head. Again, it's just that double standard that is so maddening, so absolutely insane. And then you've got the insanity of the GOP. Presidential moral leadership was once a major rallying point for the Republican Party. Huh. Seems like people, somebody has talked about that in the past. <laughs> huh. It's, I'm vaguely familiar. Yes. But, but a new poll reveals that things in the GOP and the Democratic Party have changed significantly over the last two decades. Huh. No way. During the administration of former President Bill Clinton, Republican leaders and voters acted as tireless defenders of morality, family, and the dignity of the office of the president. <laughs> sure did. Uh, now, in the, era, in the era of President Donald Trump, the GOP's clarion call for moral leadership from the nation's highest office has been significantly subdued. <laughs> That's an understatement. That's a great way to put that. Significantly subdued. <laughs> it's called uh, your hypocrite. Yep. Sorry. It's called, hey, we just want to win. We don't really care, but we don't have any values or principles. We just want to win. We just want someone with a big capital R next to their name. That's it. We just we, we don't want the, the guy with the D. Um, so if the guy with the R is completely amoral, so be it. Yeah, We're not voting for pastor and chief. Yep. <laughs> okay. That's it. All righty. So in the Clinton administration... Which, uh, this was from 94 to 99, this survey uh, is talking about. Okay. The, how important do you think it is for the president to provide more leadership for the country? Very important, somewhat important, only slightly important, or not at all. And so, Republicans, during Clinton, 85% said very important. Uh, during the Trump administration, it's 63%. It's gone down 23%. I'm surprised it's 63 
Because I, I think that's a lot of people who are saying it's important, but they don't really believe that because uh, they've pushed that all to the side for this guy. Because they want to win. But 85 to 63 now. With Democrats, it was only 64% under Clinton. Now it's 77. Now it's all important. Huh. <laughs> it is. It's not just Republicans. It's both sides. But it is. Uh, it's sad. It's sad how easy we are. 888-900-3393. More Packer Unleashed coming up. The Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. A blue wave is sweeping Texas. It's a blue wave. It's going to sweep Ted Cruz right out of office. Yeah. Uh, new poll. We, we talked about the poll last week that had Ted Cruz up over Beto O'Rourke, the Irish American with the strangely Hispanic uh, nickname. Yeah, and four uh, yard signs throughout the state. Yeah. Well, three yard signs and a T-shirt, I think. Oh, no. I think it was two bumper stickers, a yard sign, right. and a T-shirt. Okay. I mean... It is a blue wave. It's a blue wave. For sure. And it's sweeping Texas, or at least four people here in Texas. Yeah. But can you imagine, out of only 28 million, mm-hmm. uh, that's quite a wave. <laughs> uh, Not even a ripple. So he's up by double digits now. Last week it was seven points, supposedly. I knew it. I, that's not accurate. 50-39 is probably not even accurate, but that's where they have him now. Cruz is up by yep. 11? Yep. Okay. In a Quinnipiac poll, <clears throat> which I... He's going to wind up winning by 16 or 18, I think. But a blue wave is sweeping Texas. It's a blue wave. Texas is right out of the precipice of becoming Democrat. Yeah, no. If that happens, where do we go? I mean, well, we, we might as well have 16-year-olds vote at that because, you know, dogs and cats sleeping together, that's the apocalypse. Turn out the light. Last one to leave because yep. I'm going mm-hmm. somewhere else. Also, California Republicans have hit rock bottom. This is the state. They're not, you know, it's not ancient history when we had the Reagan Revolution. Nixon came from California. They're, in fact, they were, they were just showing his, uh, do you remember, they used to call it the, the Western White House when he went to, uh, I think it's San Clemente, California. Beautiful estate he had there. It just went on sale for $63 million. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's down from $75 million they were asking for it last time. But Is it bugged? <laughs> probably. <laughs> Uh, in the culmination of the withered state GOP's long slide toward uh, near political irrelevance, there, the new voter registration data released this week shows that the once robust party trails behind both Democrats and no party preference. Wow. So it's essentially a third party now. Mm-hmm. Democrats make up 44.6% of California. No party preference at all, 255 Republicans, 25.1. That's, and, and it's because they've got no, they have no spine. Mm-hmm. They have no center. There's no core. 
to the Republican Party. They don't care about anything except winning. And if that's all you care about, you're not going to win. We got to, you have to stand for something or you'll fall for everything. There you go. Yeah. 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 Write that down. Okay. Somebody's going to use that one. Needs to be a Pat Gray bumper sticker if I've ever heard one. Uh, And in California, this is really good news too because uh, California election officials have found themselves with an unexpected headache as the June 5th primary is coming up. Potentially thousands of cases where. Two voter registration forms were created for one person. <laughs> Chicago, anyone? Oh, man. And that, of course, is caused by the state's motor voter program that launched last month. So when you go get your driver's license, as illegals can do in California, you're automatically registered to vote. Yeah, it makes it so handy. And it, it's really handy if you're not a citizen and you, you're able to vote. Did you just call them illegals, by the way? Yeah, I did. Okay, Ill- we, illegal aliens. We might have to get into that uh, mm-hmm. later on because there's a college campus. That's banned the word. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. No human being is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, local and state officials said Wednesday they don't believe the follow-up has resulted in actual mistakes in California's no. voter base. Oh, sure. sure. No. No, those, vo- those voting outcomes have actually they've been real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. We don't have the time to be researching this, but uh, we have to because we're being thrown into it. The registrar of voters in Inyo County said they don't believe that the system generated errors in the voter database. But do they know? No. No, they do not. That's why they have to research research it. What kind of quote is that? We don't have time for the. What do you do? That's your job is to monitor this stuff. You're the. Oh. It's already seventy-seven thousand uh, registration errors. Okay. And you know, as they research that, it's probably going to turn out to be seven hundred thousand registration errors. See, we're, we're the office of registrar. We, we don't have time to ensure the integrity of the vote in Wait our state. Wait a minute. Do you, do you understand what the office of the registrar does? You correct things like this. That's your stinking job. Wow. Cami Foot, registrar of voters in Inyo County. Mm-hmm. You are serving She's the people. She's great. She's really good, we right? time. We don't have time for this. It's really good. Good stuff. Uh, 888-900-3393. Gosh, there's so much today. that, uh, And we, we've had this story, too, for uh, several days. The Supreme Court just let Arkansas's abortion limit stand, which shocked everybody because it's been heading the other way in virtually every case. So... A little good news in light of all the insanity we're talking about. On Tuesday, they refused to block an Arkansas law targeting medication abortions, which threatened to leave the state with only one abortion clinic. Good. Well, hey, look, I mean, look, it's offered in your state. Look, you have the opportunity there. That's the Mm -hmm. same thing they say about the Second Amendment. Well, look, you can have guns in your state. I mean, you might have to jump, jump through 15 hoops. Oh, you might have to drive four hours to get... Oh, well. Sorry. Darn it. I'm sorry. Too bad. Without comment or objections from the liberal justices, the court turned away Planned Parenthood's initial challenge to the 2015 law. Federal trial court judge had blocked it as an undue burden on women seeking abortions, but uh, the appeals court said opponents first needed to estimate how many women would be affected. High court ruled in 2016 that a Texas law... Imposing strict limits on abortion clinics was unconstitutional because it would reduce the number of facilities 
from about 40 to just seven or eight, wouldn't that be tragic? <laughs> right. <clears throat> if there were only seven or eight places where you can murder babies. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, darn it. Mm-hmm. It's so inconvenient to kill children in Texas. I think that's plenty. I mean, that's twice as many Beto references as we see driving around. That's the true. <sighs> you know what else? Texas puts them through. They make them look at the baby in an ultrasound uh-uh. to show them that it's not broccoli in there. That's not a head of lettuce. That's a child. It's a human being. What do you think? Still want to sweep it from your life? What's that boom, 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 boom? Yeah, that's that... the heartbeat. Oh, it's that's... called a heartbeat. It's the same thing that you have, only it's a different body inside yours. I thought it was just hammering. So this is affecting more than your body, because do you see that there's a body inside your womb there? A, a, di- a separate human being with a separate DNA. Huh. I wonder. Yeah, we make them go through that. And that's... That's inhumane. Oh, man. So intrusive. Yeah. It's, it's an assault, really. It's a medical assault on fair. women. That's what it is. That's a fair assessment. Uh-huh. It's, well, it's the only assessment you can possibly make. So um, about 90 to 95% of the time, once they see the baby, they don't get the abortion. So obviously the Nancy Pelosi's of the world are going crazy over that. We can't have that. Who is that uh, abortion Barbie? What was her name uh, here in Texas? The blonde. Wendy something? Yeah, Wendy Davis. There you go. <laughs> she went apoplectic over the ultrasound. Why? Because it changed women's minds. And for some reason, they just want the slaughter of babies to continue. Unabated. Unabated. Don't let women make the right choice. Why would they choose life? Uh, <laughs> she lost 59-39. She didn't have 39%. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm looking at her, Greg Abbott, mm-hmm. uh, 2014. You think it's going to be like that for Ted Cruz and Beto? 59, I hope 39? so. It might not be that much big a spread, but it'll it'll be close to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the closures, according to Justice Stephen Breyer, the closures mean fewer doctors, longer waiting times, increased crowding, and significantly greater travel distances. That's what they said about the Texas situation. But uh, And the challenge to the Arkansas law was based on that precedent Still, the justice ruled the law can stand. So that's amazing. Put that in your pipe. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, according to Planned Parenthood, this fight is far from over. This law cannot and must not stand. We will not stop fighting for every person's right to access safe, legal abortion and kill babies. I added that last part. Really? Because it kind of... the truth. That's the truth. It stuck out a little bit, but I just Did didn't it? let it go. <laughs> Were you thinking, yeah, that sounded like a Planned Parenthood statement. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a Planned Parenthood <laughs> what they're thinking statement. Oh, well, do you remember the undercover uh, video that we heard where they laugh about it and yep. they mock and and they they belittle the babies and the baby parts and they had Sick. no care or concern for human life? Nope. Then you wonder why the things happen that they do when, when there's this lack of sensitivity for human life. Pretty amazing. Uh, 888-933-93. This is a really good thing, too. Um, there's a, First Congregational Church of Oakland has decided that <clears throat> they're never, never going to call the police again. We can no longer tolerate the trauma inflicted on our communities by policing. Uh, said Nicola Torbett. She's a white church volunteer, too. She said that in front of churchgoers who held photos of African-Americans shot dead by law enforcement. The church, she promised, would never call the cops again 
in nearly every circumstance. Dozens of members agreed to do the same. How do police help? They often don't. So why call them? <laughs> Good. Okay, well. Bye-bye. Good luck. That's one less thing they have to worry about is the police. You're on your own. I mean, I hope you never have an active shooter, but if you do, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. None of you uh, snowflakes are armed, I'm sure. So good luck. Somebody breaking into the church. Oh, well, I guess they're going to take what they take. And don't call us to find the stuff later because you don't call the police. As videos of the aftermath of white Americans dialing 911 on African Americans for taking part in innocent activities have repeatedly gone viral. Two black friends meeting at a Starbucks. Remember that? That's That prompted the whole Starbucks bathroom policy. A black grad student napping in a Yale dormitory common room. A black family having a barbecue just blocks from the Oakland congregation. So now they're taking ex- extreme measures in, in response. They call it divesting. They're divesting from the police. Church is part of a tiny but growing movement among uh, liberal houses of worship around the nation, making similar vows. They include another church in Oakland, one in San Jose, and one in Iowa City, Iowa. And it's mostly white ministers and white congregations that are leading the effort. So, good. Yeah. And good luck. Jeez. It's so outrageous when you hear all of these cries of racism and people who have been put through just ugly interactions with police where they've threatened to beat them, kill them, uh, take their property, and then the body cam footage comes out and none of that happened. We've had three instances in the last week of that happening. How much of this is just from people trying to stir this pot. Oh, It's pretty bad. Instigators. Yep. So uh, good luck with that policy. Hope you never have to worry about calling the police. I hope nothing ever goes wrong in your life that would prompt you to call the police. Because otherwise, uh, uh, it's going to be a bad situation for you. 888 Let me tell you about Mercury Real Estate Services realestateagentsitrust.com. This is where you're going to find a really good agent because we qualify them based on their experience and their great marketing plans. And what kind of character do you have? doesn't matter in a president because we're not electing the, the pastor in chief. No. But it does matter in your realtor. And it, what really matters too is that they've gotten really good results for their clients in the past. And they're also fans of the show. So they share your values in general, and you've got that in common with them. So if you're trying to sell your house and you want to do it fast and you want to get the most money out of it, uh, you know, I always see these signs put up in, in neighborhoods for sale by owner, and they stay there forever <laughs> for sale by owner. Yeah, yeah that's not going to work out really well for you. Go to Real Estate Agents I Trust. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. If you want to sell your house fast, you want to get the most money out of it, realestateagentsitrust.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed, uh, Snarky McSnarkface Q10 uh, says, it's going to be a good show. Pat's busting out the pumpkin already. Yeah, I did use a pumpkin. Early. Like in the, wow. I think in the opening segment, yeah. Ooh, now we just got a douche. Buckle up, kids. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, smells like teen statism. I like that. Instead of smells like teen spirit. See what, okay. see what they did? Mm-hmm. Democrats. People don't have fully developed brains at age 21 and aren't responsible for their crimes. Also Democrats. 16-year-old kids should have the right to vote. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah, they don't want you to have a, a uh, fully developed brain. Democrats no. don't want that. They seriously don't because they don't have fully developed brains, and that's why they're Democrats. How are they going to keep you under control? Uh-huh. Jim Shockey, did the 16-year-old voting advocate ask for selective service registration and adult criminal punishment, too? <laughs> uh, nah, I was missing from the story, that part of it. it. Okay. And from Jules, she says, please help me understand this. David Hogg is pushing to raise the age to purchase a firearm to 21 because an 18-year-old is deemed too irresponsible, yet he believes a 16-year-old is responsible enough to vote. What arrogance. What a great point. <sighs> That is right on the money. Yeah. Right there. I mean, David Hogg with his... Oh, good golly. Lack of punctuation is just... It just drives me nuts. You don't follow him. Never mind what he says. Do you follow? You don't follow him, do you? I don't think so. No, he's just... Because that would be agonizing. He's got... He's ubiquitous, and so you can't avoid his crap. I just saw... Was it 850,000... Followers now on Twitter or something? Really? It's, God, it's like something, something outrageous. It's really pathetic. God, I, on, I'll tell I you. love the unintended consequences, though, from the public's demonstration. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Because, uh, yes, he got him to cave in on supporting the NRA candidate, but they said, okay, we're not going to do any political donations. So they were donating to same-sex marriage causes. They were donating to abortion causes. And now they're not going to. Uh, he has 814,000 followers, does David Hogg. Wow. And his uh, profile reads this way. I work to create peace, hope, and positive change for every woman, man, and child of our country. Woman first. You see that? He woman, man, and child. That's thinks a lot of himself. Uh, I'm pretty convinced. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that'll be your David Hogg um, mm. uh, content for today's program. Carry on, Pat. Uh, 888-900-3393. Speaking of all this, now there, this is something we haven't talked about, but it's been out for a couple of days. This active shooter video game. Kind of hard to believe that somebody would be this stupid at this time. In the game, there's a gunman armed with an AK-47. He is in the second story window of a school prepared to make a final bloody stand. SWAT officers rush in. Uh, into an entrance below. Two are struck by gunfire and are killed instantly. As fleeing civilians prepare to breach a door, the gunman turns his rifle toward them, shoots one in the back. Digital counter keeps a helpful tally. Civilians killed one. Cops killed two. Are you kidding me? This is hard to believe. And th- Now this... Hold on. Let me just, let me just say one quick mm. thing positive about David Hogg. This, mm-hmm. is, this is one thing that we have common ground on. That we're like... Is this seriously? Are we having to discuss this? No, it's crazy. This is insane. Yeah, it is. If your PC meets the minimum requirements and you have a few bucks, you too could have been a school shooter in pixelated form. Uh, Publisher Acid, ACID, plans to release Active Shooter on uh, Valve's online platform, Steam, 
June June sixth and charge between five and ten bucks. The game, touted as a police response simulator, allowed players to move through a school. But hey, you could move through the school as a SWAT officer if you want. So you can be the cop, or you can be the gunman terrorizing civilians and police. Wow. So there's been some outcry since this came out, and now they have decided, yeah, maybe we won't do that. This uh, developer and publisher is, in fact, a person calling himself Ada Berdiev, who had previously been removed last fall. Uh, subsequent return under new business names was a fact that came to light as we investigated the controversy around this. We're not going to do business with people who act like this toward our customers. So I guess some sanity prevailed and they finally said, yeah, no, on the active shooter game. It takes a long time to program anything on a computer, right? Yeah. You'd think it, yeah. at some point, whoever is developing this game, like the folks involved with this project are like, yeah, you maybe we don't do this. This isn't such a good thing. I, I don't know. Maybe I felt differently, but you know. <laughs> Sanity just doesn't prevail anymore. No, it you doesn't. Know? You would think somewhere along the way somebody would say, you know what, this is not a good idea since this keeps happening for real. Maybe we don't, you know, make light of it with a video game. How about that? Mm. Wow. Also, um, the media is. Continually talking this week because uh, Solo only made $103 million over the Memorial Day weekend. So they're calling it uh, Star Wars fatigue and saying that it's a major flop. But I I don't think it's Star Wars fatigue. I think it's bad movie fatigue. (laughs) This one doesn't fit that mold, but Mm -hmm. I bet people were convinced "Ah, this isn't going to be any good because the last ones have not been very good. I, I think people are just tired of bad movies. Um, but Disney is going to take a hit on this. The movie cost um, $250 million to produce and then another $150 million to promote. So oh, that's, no. They got $400 million into it. That's a lot. Wow. And they've only recovered a quarter of that at this point? So far, yeah, in the opening weekend where you, you know, make so much of your, I don't know what percentage it is, but a lot of your percentage back. Uh, 103 million is not going to cut it. They think it'll wind up maybe breaking even, which usually means you, you've lost some money because if it takes the overseas take to also break even, you get less profit from the overseas uh, showings. So, I it, sadly, it may hurt future Star Wars movies that they're planning. I, I don't know. It looks like... In this movie, it looks like they're setting up a second one. Did you think that, too? You saw it, right? Which one? Have you seen Solo? No. Oh, you haven't seen Solo no, yet? No, no, Don't be ruining it okay. for me or anyone. Nah. Yeah. Uh, my my perception is there'd probably be more. But if it only made <laughs> $103 million in the first weekend, maybe not. Maybe not. <sighs> and then uh, when does the next one... Is the next one next year or is it the end of this year? I thought it was the end of this year. The follow-up to uh, The Last Jedi. And they may need to slow down this yeah, they might have to, schedule here. I bet they do rethink that, and they're going to slow Let's down see. the process Hold a on little a second. Bit. I found a list. Hang on. Okay. Yeah, the next one, Star Wars 9 is what it's going to be called? 
What? That's probably oh, just episode, the I'm sorry, episode, episode, episode nine. nine. Yeah. Okay, and that's coming out uh, December... Uh, wait, 2019. Oh, oh December good. 2019. Okay, I hate yeah. to say it like that, but good. Let's breathe a little. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that's a year and a half. Yeah. I think we'll be jonesing for another Star Wars movie mm-hmm. by then. But good to know that... Uh, the end of Solo has left the door open for uh, another one. Appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't tell you anything about the movie. I know. Uh, it leaves open the door for a whole <laughs> bunch more Star Wars, actually. Yeah. 888 <laughs> Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. The estate of Michael Jackson, not very happy with ABC. They're suing them and ABC's parent company, Disney. The two-hour documentary on the singer's last days, they say, improperly used the King of Pop songs, music videos, and movies. And what's so ironic about this is Disney is so militant about using anything that has anything to do with Disney. You, you just can't. They will sue you out of existence if you do. You almost can't write the letter D without Disney coming down on you. <laughs> and, of course, uh, the Jackson family kind of mentioned that in the court filing. But they said the last days of Michael Jackson illegally used significant excerpts of his most valuable songs, including Billie Jean, Bad music videos like uh, Thriller and or uh, Black and White. Oh, oh, that's horrifying! What kind of freak would do that without permission? <laughs> that's 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 horrifying. <laughs> it also says ABC used clips from the estate's 2016 Spike Lee directed documentary Michael Jackson's Journey from Motown to Off the Wall. And from the 2009 feature, Michael Jackson's This Is It. Uh, The lawsuit alleged at least 30 violations, and they want unspecified damages and an injunction against further use. And, yeah, they frequently cite Disney's aggressive defense of their own copyrights and their normally narrow view of fair use, which used to be something you could pretty well rely on. You know, if... If you were talking about a band and you played just a little snippet of the song. 30 seconds we were taught. 30 seconds. And if certainly no more than a minute. And you just said it's fair use. We, you know, relax. We're not playing your stuff without paying for it. Then it was, it was acceptable. But now. Pay by the note. Ugh. <laughs> it's out of control. Yeah. And it, it's in part because of Disney. And then they turn around and do this. That's amazing. I hope the I hope Jackson's family wins a fortune. Uh, like Disney, the lifeblood of the estate's business is its intellectual property. The lawsuit says. Yet for some reason, Disney decided it could just use the estate's most valuable intellectually intellectual property for free. Representatives from ABC and Disney didn't immediately respond, but when the Jackson camp first raised objections last week, the network defended the special. As a legal work of journalism on a newsworthy subject that does not infringe on his estate's rights. Hmm. (laughs) 
the hypocrisy here is uh, amazing. And horrifying. I loved the 12-year-old boy children. They didn't even talk about that. Oh. Where were the 12-year-old boy children in this special? Well, it made it all right. <laughs> of course, uh, Michael Jackson died of the <laughs> acute intoxication of propofol, a prescription anesthetic he'd been taking as a sleep aid. Yeah, just sad. Sad. Uh, His cardiologist, Conrad Murray, was convicted in 2011 of involuntary manslaughter for giving him a fatal dose of the the drug, and he's already served two years in jail, uh, and he's out now. I had forgotten that. I forgot his... his, His uh, doctor was charged in his in his death. If memory Sad. serves, that was a big news day because I remember where I was when I learned that Michael Jackson had died, and when they found Mark Sanford, and he wasn't hiking the Appalachian Trail. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that was on the same day. I believe it was because I just remember. I remember <laughs> where I was. Those were the those were two big news stories at the same time. Michael Jackson. Wait. Governor Sanford wasn't on the Appalachian Trail? He was hiking something. Uh-huh. Not a trail. <laughs> he was in Argentina or something, mm-hmm. wasn't That's he? That's where he was. Mm-hmm. Yippers. Yeah. He's a great congressman, though, I'll tell you. Oh, he's been He's fantastic. a libertarian-minded. I love him. And um, yep. he does some. He stands for some great things in D.C. Now, sure. did he stay with his wife, or did he wind up with the Argentine? Back up. Jenny didn't stay with him. I think that's what she he, didn't stay with him. No. She left him and divorced him. And what about the uh, the girlfriend? I think they're together. Are they? I'm pretty sure. A lot of times that doesn't happen. Yeah. Let me check it. Come on, Wikipedia. Don't let me down. <laughs> I'm in a hurry here. Hang on. There's a, there's a personal life. Where's a spouse prison? Okay. Uh, click here. Hang on. I don't know. I thought he got married. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Personal details. I don't know, but he has been a great congressman. Yeah. And, you know, at what point do you say, okay, he did his time, he suffered for this, and uh, you move on and forgive it? Look, he was a great governor when I lived in South Carolina. So, you know how we talk about Greg Abbott here. That's mm-hmm. how I felt about Mark Sanford. I mean, I've never had like a really libertarian minded anything yeah. in government. Uh, where I lived. So. Yeah, it's too bad he had that little slip up. Yeah. Also, uh, this whole racist situation with uh, Roseanne spreading all over the place, and uh, now we're really digging into uh, the racist nature of all white people. I mean, all white people. You can't, you just can't trust them. I can't look in a you, mirror. You can't. No. Because what do you see when you look in a racist, a hater, a hate monger, a monger of hatred? A monger of racist, racism, hatred. And uh, you don't want to see that. So don't even, white people, don't even look at yourself in the mirror. Right. right. In fact, you should throw all of your mirrors out. Uh huh. Don't break them, though, because then there's bad luck. But Well, it's just bad luck just being white. Yeah, it's true. I mean, who wants and to we be should white? all be ashamed. Mm-hmm. As uh, the MSNBC racist racism special uh, <laughs> concluded the other night. This this was good stuff because they had uh, a white guy on talking about just how racist white people are. White America has been raised to believe, A, the police are always the good guys. Right. And frankly, that black lives matter less than white comfort. What yep. you are saying is my discomfort with you right now mm-hmm. is worth more than the potential that your life yep. could be snuffed in 10 minutes. Uh, that's 
profound and so true that all white people can be categorized like that. Is that not the very definition of racism coming from this guy on their racist special? Yeah, he's white, but he's a sellout to his race. This was a black guy saying that about black people. He'd be called an Uncle Tom. He'd be a sellout. He'd be excoriated in the press. But this fat douche, he could say whatever he wants and generalize an entire race of people and say that they all think think alike. And, and nobody challenged him on it. The gentrifiers of today, their parents or their grandparents, ran away from the city to get away from black and brown folk. And now their children and their grandchildren are saying, oh, the oh suburbs, they- there's only so many olive gardens I can go to, so I need to go back to the city <laughs> and get my- uh, All white people in the suburbs go to Olive Garden. <laughs> Come on. And when you see this clip, you'll, you'll realize that this guy's been to Olive Garden way too often himself. <laughs> He's dipping into the free breadsticks yeah, a little uh-huh, much. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Life in the city. But when I do that, I need to have my hot yoga studio and my pottery studio oh. and my stuff represented. And if you intrude on that, I will then call the police. I mean, here he is attacking whites for being racist when he's stereotyping an entire race of people. <laughs> Nobody sees the irony at that. It, over at MSNBC, what a fiasco that is. Uh, that makes oh. me angry, and I'm not going to let it. Also, CNN commentator uh, Michaela Angela Davis says um, during New Day that uh, Trump voters are racist. Uh, here's her comments. Tens of millions of people voted for him after he showed his cards for years. But are, you so suggest- have- are you suggesting that they're racist? or they're- Yes. The, yes. the, the people who vote, all the people who voted for Donald Trump are racist. Yes. But they may not, they may, may not be violently racist. They may not be, um, um, he's targeted. He's very clear and strategic. Here's, here's what we, broad, a brush but racism isn't broad. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. What, what you're not hearing is hmm. that there's so many different levels of racism and how it works itself out. Really? Okay. That's great that everybody who voted for Donald Trump is a racist. Again, you're not stereotyping and just generalizing an entire race of people. That's the good thing there. How do they allow this stuff on supposed news channels? That and what is the evidence that Donald Trump is a racist? I'm hard pressed to think. Has he has he done anything racist? I mean, there's there's been some instances from the 80s with his businesses and whatever that we've heard about a little bit, but I. I couldn't tell you any racist policy he has, any racist statement he's made. How is Donald Trump racist? Yeah, it's really strange. I mean, he he says irritating things. He says uh, angry things. He can be mean to his enemies, but I don't remember any racist comments that he's made. Plus, it doesn't stop there. Uh, Chris Matthews on Hardball. This is great. Uh, talking about Republican men and uh, and Republican male voters. 
Here he is. It's like Republicans are told, read the Wall Street Journal, play golf, and talk about pro sports. I mean, the men especially are all programmed a certain way. They don't have too many outliers, Republicans. They all behave basically the same, right? Margaret, you're laughing. You must play golf. You don't play tennis. You must watch sports and talk about the NFL. You must talk. And what else? Oh, read the Wall Street Journal. And believe the op-ed page. I don't really do any of those things. Tell you what, TV, I don't play golf. Can you please keep the camera on Pat for just a moment? Just go ahead and just a tight shot. Thank you. That way I can do this to Chris Matthews and we're good. Thanks. Uh, Send him a little hand Unbelievable. Wow, they all is... play golf. They all are programmed a certain way. They all must like sports. They all read the Wall Street Journal. Can you imagine? No. Can you imagine just plugging in different adjectives and races? Just unbelievable. Believable. It's just unbelievable. MSNBC is the biggest propaganda tool. <laughs> and virtually everybody who works there is a tool. So I guess that kind of works out pretty nicely. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Summer's here. We got Flag Day coming up in two weeks. Um, it's hot and we've got patriotic holidays. We just had Memorial Day. We've got, uh, as I mentioned, Flag Day coming up on the 14th. And then right after that, you got the 4th of July. So collinsflags.com is ready for your order. They're family-owned and operated since 2001. All of their American and military flags are made right here in America. They're committed to offering the highest quality flags at wholesale pricing. And there's not a flag they don't have. They've got the highest quality American flags, uh, state flags, military flags, or your favorite sports team. Keith has shown his uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers flag. Mm-hmm. Still waiting on my BYU flag because uh, it's so popular. It's on back order. That's right. There's just uh, too many Cougar fans and gobbled up all the BYU flags. All orders are shipped within 24 hours, and shipping is free on orders over $75. Right now, there's a special for you, our Blaze listeners only. If you use the promo code Blaze, you'll get an extra 15% off. That's promo code Blaze to get 15% off your order and free shipping on orders over $75. Go to collinsflags.com, or if you'd rather, just call them at 800-950-4061. It's collinsflags.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Donald Trump was out campaigning for a uh, GOP candidate and while doing so brought up the candidate's opponent and, and then Nancy Pelosi. Who is he? Who is he? He didn't even know the guy's name. He's an absolute total tool. No, he's a tool too. Of Chuck <laughs> Of Chuck Schumer. Of Chuck Schumer. Okay. He's a tool (laughs) of Chuck Schumer and, of course, the MS-13 lover, Nancy Pelosi. I love that. Come on. I love that. (laughs) I love it. This I love. And I'll tell you why. She loves MS-13. Can you imagine? (laughs) Remember? 
I said they're animals, and she said, how dare you say that? How dare you say that? Have you seen what they've done? Have you seen what they're doing to us? And we're taking them out of our country by the thousands. Okay, so so everybody will yell and scream about how that's not what she's... Uh, that's what they do to us. Thank you. That's my point. All the time. Yeah, exactly. I, that, All that, the time. And Nancy Pelosi mm-hmm. in particular yes. plays that game all the time. Uh, yes. This is one of the things I absolutely love about Trump because he can take Everybody something does. That, that, that is always reversed. It always happens to our side. And we're like, we have uh-huh. to defend something that we weren't even remotely trying to say. And he has that ability to do that to them. And it's a thing of beauty. It, it is. <laughs> and it drives the left yes. and the media out of their minds. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> she said nothing of the kind. No, she kind of did. Mm-hmm. She didn't call them by name, but she said they're not animals. You can't call them animals. She defended them. And he and she knows full well he was talking about MS and MS 13. Yeah. She knows full well. Yeah. And so because Republicans are so lame mm-hmm. at defending themselves, again, this feels good. It, we gotta have Mr. Over the Top do it for us. Yes. And and that's and what happened with the NFL thing. Uh he wasn't uh the 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 kneeling isn't protesting uh the military, you know, and that, he uh-huh. made it. He made You're it protesting the military and the country and the flag. No, 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 no. We're protesting. What are you protesting again? Yeah. And they were on the defensive and it was hysterical. He just plays their game. Yes. It's pretty amazing. I mean, listen, remember when Nancy Pelosi uh, said this about Republicans? They will be voting to say that women can die on the floor. Oh. Really? And health care providers do yeah. not have to intervene if this bill is passed. It's just appalling. I mean, what's appalling is that she's accusing Republicans of voting for women to die on the floor. Yeah. Remember that, Bill? Remember the uh, GOP's women die on the floor bill that they wrote? (laughs) So I don't have the least bit of sympathy for it. And I know we shouldn't. I shouldn't feel that way. Oh, it feels good, though. But, oh, man, it feels so good. What do you mean you shouldn't feel that way? It just feels so good. waiting to feel this way. And it, it is why and he why got he elected. Won. That's why he won, baby. <laughs> it absolutely is the reason he won. Because we're all sick and tired of it. And he just doesn't take it. <laughs> he positions it just like Nancy Pelosi does. And because <laughs> the media is not used to that. Right. Man, man, they go crazy when he does that. And that's kind of fun, too. <laughs> Good. It's It's... it's the more time the left, and the, when I say that, I mean politicians and the media, the more time they spend defending themselves, <clears throat> yep. the less time they have to make us look stupid. And that's been their tactic forever. Mm-hmm. So when it's played on our side, it you know, feels like, wow, should he be really? Uh, yes. Just go with it. <laughs> go with it. Yes. We're doing this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. Nancy Pelosi loves MS-13. Why doesn't she marry him then? I don't know. She might. Oh. She might. Yeah. If they vote for her, don't put anything past <laughs> <Yeah>. her. <laughs> yes. Because that's all she cares about. And we all know it. All she wants is the vote from, uh, and that's why she's always defending immigrants. Because legal immigrants aren't under attack. Hispanics aren't under attack. What is being said here is we don't want you to come here illegally. Uh, for multiple reasons. 
Not the least of which is rule of law. We've got a sovereign nation here, and we need to defend our borders, and we need to know who's coming across them. And we need to know what you're going to do when you get here. Those are all reasonable things, but they spin it like we hate all Hispanics. Well, okay, there's a little of your own medicine. How do you like it? You don't. So maybe you should learn that lesson and stop doing it. Uh, 888-933-93. I love this report. Um, These these have been tough times for uh, U.S. climate ambulance chasers. They like to use every single extreme weather event, and and it's everything that happens is a sign that, see, that's what we told you. Mm -hmm. See, it snowed. That's exactly what we said. (laughs) Well, no, you... You said it wasn't going to snow anymore, and in fact, we'd have to we'd have to educate our children on what snow looked like and what it was w- w- that it used to happen, and that it doesn't happen anymore. Nope, we said it was going to snow. It, it, well, yes, we did say it wasn't going to snow, but now it's obvious that it's gotten so hot it's gone all the way back around to cold, and now it's snowing all the time. So, snow is a, a factor. Tornadoes are a factor. Uh, hurricanes are a factor. And the all of these extremes just aren't cooperating with the climate predictions. <laughs> um, yesterday, meteorologist Joe Bastardi at Weatherbell noted that U.S. tornado activity is near a record low so far this year. In fact, I don't I don't know that I've heard about any, and I'm sure there have been some, but apparently not causing any death. And despite some U.S. alarmist agencies. Um, Screaming about record high global temperatures occurring year after year. Tornado activity over the past decades has, in fact, been trending down. And so it just, that's, they've been saying that all these extreme weather things are going to have happen more frequently and be more intense. Mm -hmm. Also, meteorologists are hinting that the 2018 hurricane season could be weaker than normal. Geez, I hope that's true. Due to unusually cool tropical Atlanta. Atlantic uh, sea surface temperatures, especially off the west coast of Africa, where many hurricanes respond. Wait a minute. So the, that's another global warming Thank thing, you. is that the oceans were going to be hot. Right, and Climate Depot points out that they're cooler, and, be, and, and that's amazing considering, you know, from that CBS clip, how much heat the, <laughs> the oceans are actually... Well, if, if it was all released into the air, it'd be 200 degrees warmer. I mean, what would we do then? It's going to be 100 degrees today here in Dallas-Fort Worth. I can't imagine It would be 300. Is that that would be hot. That? Can you imagine getting into your car and your steering wheel is like 350? That would hurt your hands. It might. It, would. it might do a little damage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's more bad news for the uh, climate alarmists. The Arctic sea ice volume late this spring is at its second highest level in 11 years. Also, Greenland has added 600 billion tons of ice. Wait, I'm sorry. Did what to ice? It added ice? It added 600 billion tons of ice, but that's... Huh. Is that a lot? I, I 600 mean, billion tons? There's, there's no way to know, Pat. You know, so you, you multiply 600 billion okay. by 2,000, and that's how many pounds of ice you have. Are you, are you serious? Yeah. Well, yeah, a ton is 2,000 pounds. That's true. So 600 billion uh-huh. times 2,000, that's a lot of ice. That is... Poundage. There's an E on my screen. Yeah, so. I bet. <laughs> so, uh, in short, it's not working out well for them. 
I mean, they're trying desperately to scare us out of our minds and say that catastrophic global warming is here and it's got to be it's got to be corrected right now. And the weather's just not the climate is not cooperating with them. And and just waiting till these high schoolers that are getting this uh, getting this wonderful uh, information pounded into their heads, this propaganda from the left. Now, now we've got 16, 17 year olds who could possibly vote. So this is going to make policy. It's going to be great. Yeah. Be, uh, and you know they're not going to let this go. This isn't going to be something. Oh, no. We're not going to talk about 16, 17-year-olds want to vote, and then tomorrow there's something else in the news cycle. This is going to stick, I believe. Yeah, they're, they're going to point to these kids from Parkland and say, look how brilliant they are. Look how smart they are. Look how involved they are. You're going to deny them the right to vote? Yes. Yes, I am. There's, there's no way any of those kids should get anywhere near a voting booth. Yeah, let's concentrate on on proper punctuation there on the Twitters. Wouldn't that be nice? And then we can uh, talk about it. And they're not even going to school anymore. Of course, I'm sure school's over by now, but did they go to school even at all after the shooting? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they were just all granted their diplomas and uh, see you later. Good luck. I don't think that's inaccurate. No, I I I think that's exactly what happened. The activists were just given a pass in their diploma and said, hey, good job. Go, go do what you're doing. 888 uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeffy coming up. Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. That happy noise means it's uh, time to chew the fat with Jeffy. First, I'd like to congratulate Dinesh D'Souza. Uh, oh, yeah. Man, he is smarter than I thought. Sent Kim in to take care of business, got him a pardon. Nice. I know. If I could have sent Kim, mean, if you can... If you can send Kim Kardashian in to see the president and get you a pardon, you're good to go. She wasn't there for him, actually, but... That's, uh, mm-hmm. that's not what I heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are that you sure about cause. that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that was a ruse. You think so? The whole prison thing, yeah. 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 <laughs> prison sentences. Bah. She just didn't want everybody to know she's trying to get she was there for, Dinesh to sue the pardon. Dinesh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a uh, couple of big days today. A couple mm-hmm. of big days today. One is... Uh, National uh, Speak and Complete Sentences Day. And mm. uh, Does that I mean, we're not going to hear from the president. Or? I know. Or Nancy mm-hmm. or Hogg, David Hogg, or <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pretty much anyone. Uh, we did already hear from uh, from your boy uh, on MSNBC. Who, who I can't think of a stupid name now because I was uh, Chris Matthews. Yeah, Chris Matthews. Mm-hmm. He uh, he uh, definitely. Has a problem with complete. Sentences. Oh yeah, yeah. He I can't mean, finish. He can't years. finish words. Yeah. Social yeah. security. Such <laughs> He does great. And then uh, we have uh, 
uh, National uh, Autonomous Vehicle Day, which is kind of weird. <laughs> But uh, I know, really weird, especially when you have the Tesla autopilot mode crashes into police car uh, <laughs> earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that shot. If you're watching Blaze Television, you'll be able to see the shot. But it did not look like it was a good good deal. Uh, of course, Tesla always says, uh, don't rely on the system and remain alert while it's engaged. Oh, uh-huh. that's what, okay. That's thank called you. driving. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Thank you. That's called I can't nap on the way to work. Which I'm, I was, People getting you know. too comfortable with that too I soon. Know. I mean, I, I, I don't know how long that would take, but it seems like to me, it would take me a long time to be comfortable enough I don't know. to just let it go. I don't know. I would take a long time. You say that, and, and I understand, I do, but I'm telling you, you get so used to uh, riding and look, when we were in, in New York, you get used to being on trains and cabs and other people driving. And I know it's, a, it's other people actually at the wheel, but it, it's an easy thing to get used to. Well, a big difference between taking a train no, I and a Tesla. I, okay, but no. <laughs> on but, autopilot. I, is it? Yes. Yeah, it is. I mean, you get used to it awful quick. That was one of the biggest adjustments moving from the city it sure to here. Was. was like, oh my gosh, on my commute, I can't get stuff done. I know. It's your time. That, you lost, lost a lot of time. lost a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Two, three hours a day. Yeah. Big. I know. And I'd also, I found it interesting that, uh, you know, Solo was such a, you were talking about it being a, a flop. Yeah. But not really, you know, I mean, it's, it's not close to what the others were. Mm-hmm. But I think that was part of the problem. And one of the things that uh, uh, Scott Mendelson, film industry critic, wrote about was uh, that uh, if you even worst case scenario out solo, uh, that still puts the first four Disney Star Wars movies at five billion worldwide and with a combined budget of a billion, that's uh, not bad. So no accounting for post theatrical merchandise or Disney's market share advantage. Wow. That's still mm-hmm. pretty good. A minimum of four billion in the black off those. Yeah. So, and again, I, I liked the movie a lot. Right. I liked it a lot. I think this is one of the better so Star stand, Wars movies. It'll stand up in the long run. Yeah. I mean, no question. So, I mean, that's, you know, look. They got really lucky with some of the other ones uh, going for uh, millions of dollars, <clears throat> billions. Mm-hmm. And uh, just lost my headphones, but that's all right. Um, mm-hmm. They'll be okay. Yeah, I think they this will be. The Star Wars franchise will be uh-huh. okay. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Hey, you know. For years, I have uh, I've often said that we should just wear a helmet. Everybody should just wear a helmet. You know, like our girl on uh, the one television show we used to watch that's canceled now that had the uh, the uh, eyepiece in that had the computer screen on it, and she downloaded information with the chip. And uh, would we not see your face then if you wore a helmet? Yes. Okay. But I say just wear a helmet. If I can have the computer screen on the on the helmet screen, I and agree. the phone totally. and the information it's all helmet wise because it would be much better than wearing the blocks box and uh this is the new uh <clears throat> voice privacy tool and i do not want to be seen <laughs> i don't necessarily want to be seen using that it looks like bane from batman it does so you, <laughs> you put the you know you have your headphone on and then that's the microphone uh, to the cell phone, slides in the side, pushes in the side, and then you're able to privatize your conversations. I don't necessarily want to be. You see people walking around this building and talking gonna, like that? That's what you're going to see. <laughs> it's like a feedback. No, that's what you're going to see. What is happening? Nobody's going to use that. Nobody. Nope. I don't know. Nobody's I mean, going to use if you, if, For companies that have uh, uh, 
let's say, companies that have tables that are called, uh, what would you call something like that? I don't know, the think tank, uh, where people <laughs> just sit around and, and talk on phones all day but still uh-huh. need privacy. Yeah. A box box. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, that's what they're ad- advertising for. Yeah. You know, but that's why I see. Um, I just wear a helmet. <laughs> it's okay. Can yeah, I, just go I think you're or right. Or maybe I just find the private room. Mm-hmm. Sure. Go outside. <laughs> I just find the quiet space. Yep. <laughs> uh, more volcano news. As the lava is threatening another community, uh, the volcanic haze is reaching, and some of the haze is going over to Guam and thousands of miles away. But you'll see some of the new footage coming from yesterday. Uh, as it was hundreds of feet in the air on a couple of new fissures. Oh boy. And the lava is moving like at 600 yards an hour. Wow. I mean, Look, it is amazing. See that again? 600 yards this an story, hour? This story claims that uh, the lava, the volcanic ash expected to spread over the island because of uh, the the winds. And it's going thousands of miles away and it's fissuring into the path. Like 10 yards a minute? Look how high that is. That's yeah. Well, the, some of those fishers are. Uh, uh, now, did this used to be two hundred feet in the air? No. Fisher eight were burning through anything in his path at the rate of six hundred yards per hour. Jeez, that's a that's uh, ten wow. yards. That's a yard. I'm <laughs> done. <laughs> yes, it is. Keith. I had it right the first that's time. Whatever I said right. last time. You could not yard, be wrong. <laughs> Ten yards a minute. Is that a niner in there? <laughs> I mean, it's, that island is. Uh, I know that's bad. It's bad, and it's, it's still it's still in a rough place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that they're ever going to get out of it. I mean, look, at least we are at a time now where we can get people out and lives can be saved. Mm-hmm. Unlike uh, the Pompeii resident, yeah. Uh, that uh, had his head crushed by the giant stone mm. fleeing the eruption. I don't know if you saw that, but I thought it was uh, mm-hmm. rather uh, that. convincing. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> it almost doesn't look real. I mean, if you're looking at Blaze Television, it almost looks like it was set up. Yeah. It does. It does. I feel like <laughs> it's the, too clean I, for I feel an archaeological like, dig. I feel like the guy's going to go. Now nah, we just set that up. Yeah, this is totally. We just wanted up. to bring. We just wanted to bring attention to the site, and we need some more money. That's called. Archaeological humor there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I feel like we've been had with that. Yeah. 200,000 people, by the way, to circle back to the island of Hawaii. Uh huh. I mean, where do you go? It's an island. Well, yeah, you got you time, I guess, but you better get. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. And at, uh, at one point, it's just like the storms, um, the storms anywhere, right? I mean, yeah. if you're if evacuate, and at some point, it's like, it's your last chance. I mean, I realize it's small in scope to the whole island, but if I'm just hey. anywhere on that island and these things just keep popping up, you know, breaking yeah, through. Yeah, well, you see the, the one footage there they had where the uh, ash, you know, the little stones, were. Uh, that's what brought me to the Pompeii guy oh. with the big ash, that giant stone. But there's little, you, know, you see in the, the camera mm-hmm. that ash is falling. And those are, you know, just like little stones, but yeah. still they're everywhere. That's, that's not dangerous. Good. Not good. And the one guy had, you know, had his legs shattered right. with the thing. and. Didn't you see what happened in Pompeii? And right. Like, Don't mess around, man. <laughs> Get out. I love that the Pompeii story was, you know, he survived the first blast. He was going, he was close to a cave and it looked like he was almost safe and then a rock. <laughs> that's me. I, that's what made that's me, me. That's what made me think, I think we've been had. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I buy it. Because they had the story and everything. Yes, that's exactly. Although you're right. 90% of America went, that's me. Yep. <laughs> oh, look, I'm safe. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I, they also have found a new uh, dinosaur uh, tail preserved in amber. And I love this story simply because of the way they found it. Because the scientific guy was uh, walking around uh, Miramar. And uh, there was jewelry shined up that with amber, you know, all shined up. And he looked mm-hmm. at it and went, that, that doesn't look like plant material. And so he bought it and took it, and it's like a, a feather from a dinosaur. And they're saying it's tails from a dinosaur, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago. It's fascinating. That, uh, That's cool. So they're saying that it wasn't fused. It was, uh, it was the, like the modern bird's closest relatives. See, it can't okay. be a, from hundreds of thousands of years ago. The oh, wait, Earth is only 7,000 years old. <laughs> okay. So what are you talking about? Yeah, we got a story here. They found some. Did you see the one in Utah where they found uh, like a, somebody tweeted at Pat and asked if it was a um, piltdown lizard because it was like half lizard, half mammal. Really? Yeah. So we got something else brewing out there. But, uh, you know, I, did I bring the- you, you find something like that. Like yeah. this guy in Miramar or whatever? Yeah. Where, where do you go? Like, where do you take that feathery-looking thing to say, hey, well, what is this? Well, the uh, Lida yeah. Zing yeah, from China, mm-hmm. the yeah. University of Geosciences in Beijing, yeah. he's the one that was looking around in Miramar. So he, already, oh, okay, okay. he was already the yeah. guy. Wow. All right. If you were and I were to look at the piece yeah. of amber and go, oh, they got dirt in it. Uh, no, you and I would be like, Let's see if we can skip this across this the river way, here. <laughs> right. I want way too much money for that shiny thing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, it's a you know a 100 million year old piece of amber. Mm-hmm. 100 million year old. Yeah, it's a, he's, he's the not, earth is only 7,000 years old. not listening so. to you now. Maybe you didn't see this, uh, Pat Gray. We've got another story. Uh-huh. A genetic survey conducted. <laughs> yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the barcodes collected from 100,000 animal species, mm-hmm. including humans, revealed what came as a, a shock to the researchers. Nine out of the ten species on Earth today mm-hmm. yeah. included came into being around 100 to 200,000 years ago. Huh. Huh. Yeah, how can that be when the Earth is only 7,000 years old? So I mean, they didn't say anything about that. They didn't answer that Wait, question. Who, who in said this, story. this? Who said this? All right, Bill. No, Bill, Bill, the science from USF. <laughs> you should have picked a guy's name. <laughs> okay. Uh, so anyway, so that's interesting. That they're all genetically together, hmm. and they're talking about you know viruses, ice ages. They all got wow. together, but they're ta- uh, the simplest interpretation is that life is always evolving, mm-hmm. and uh, it's more likely that at all times in evolution, the animals alive at that point arose relatively recently. So you know, okay, it's a fascinating little story though. Not really. But, yeah, it is. Not really. I mean it. Proves you wrong. No, it does a little seven thousand year old thing. <laughs> wow, does it prove you wrong? Yeah, it actually doesn't. <laughs> Plus, I don't believe the seven thousand year old thing. It's just I'm just giving you a hard time. <clears throat> so he doesn't believe it. What, Jeffrey? He's been yeah. lying to you this whole time. Mm. You know that, right? That hurts, Pat. Right. Yeah. Think of what else hurts. he's been lying to you about. Study. Study. We order burgers instead of salads because of loud music. Wait, uh, I would say that. What? I would say that. Uh, no. They just did a study at restaurants, and the louder the music, mm-hmm. the worse we order. Oh, come The worse on. we eat. So if you have burgers and salads, mm-hmm. and they're playing loud music, loud rock music, you'll order the burger. You won't order the salad. 
That's got to be I'm not the gonna dumbest order the salad study I've ever heard in my Regardless. Life. <laughs> There's no chance. Under no circumstances do I order the salad. Uh, well, I'm just no saying. No circumstances. Where do you eat? Like, tell, tell us some of the names yeah, of the some restaurants. Of the it doesn't matter the, where I eat. I'm not ordering he salad. At the, he eats at the Foreigner restaurant. <laughs> uh-huh. And dines in the Boston section. Uh-huh. And so it's nothing but loud rock music. Right. And I eat nothing but still burgers. still burgers. To... So. Okay. I watched it. Uh, uh, a documentary last night called uh, Ketogenic something or other. It was about it was about this new diet, mm-hmm. and they featured a whole bunch of people, um, a whole bunch of different families uh, or individuals who they they showed before they they went on the diet and then after. Okay, that's a long. I mean, that's in, a good. That cost money because you got to follow yeah, it them for a while. Yeah, it was like a year or more, yeah. maybe a year and a half, something like that. And they had uh, one family with a pretty severely autistic child. And so she had all these tendencies, oh, you know, seizures all that, day long. They said that that helped their kid. Yeah. And so they went on this ketogenic uh, yeah. diet, which is essentially, it's kind of like Atkins on steroids. Right. Instead of being um, did it help? low fat, it's high fat and low carb. Did it help? In every case, yes. Uh, I, in I, every an old case. neighbor, his grandson went on this hardcore, and he said that it helped dramatically. Yeah, because it's what apparently we ate before, um, you, know, you know, before the all the agriculture. Diet, yeah. So we ate we ate meats and and fat, and uh, we ate protein. We didn't eat a lot of grains, and and so. Uh, it was kind of interesting. I, I don't know how many people that they tracked and didn't use that d- didn't help, you know, because that could have been. Right. They could have they could have tried uh, a thousand people, and, and these are the five groups that worked. I don't know. These are the five remaining people out of 8,000 people. Yeah, but I, I, I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Because it's a high-fat diet, which is completely mm. what you wouldn't expect. Fascinating, because yeah. I know that they had... Uh, I mean, it's the, the girl wasn't speaking before. And after 10 weeks, she was starting to talk. After 10 weeks. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, People with diabetes didn't need insulin anymore. Um, And according to this new study, Pat, uh, exercise makes dementia worse. Oh, my gosh. Really? Now I really have an excuse. So Forget you, pal. Awesome. I am. There's not a chance. I don't even want to drive by a gym. Wow. (laughs) Might rub off. That's amazing. That is. Wow. That is. I'll give you the study. But it's, it's amazing. Obviously, it's the same as what we've talked about in the past, too, is that next week they're going to say, oh, well, you know, that study yes. was wrong. You, you never know. You never know. And now it's this keto thing. I right. mean, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. Although I do believe that sugar is bad for us. Uh, Atkins, is it Robert Atkins? He yes. called it poison. Yes. And he said, so the biggest thing to him was to eliminate sugar from I your diet. I couldn't agree more. Me too. I mean, you I, keep me away I thought, from sugar. Here, here, as I was eating a bowl of ice cream <laughs> last night. Well, there's no and, sugar in uh, ice cream. That's stupid. No, Don't that's be. true. You guys were ahead of the curve. <laughs> stupid. It's high fat. So Thank you. I was doing that. Thank you. I don't put sugar in ice cream. That's, that's just dumb. <laughs> but I think if we did eliminate sugar from our diets, we'd probably be a lot healthier. I think so, too, actually. And that's, and that, honestly, I think so, too. And you know who's uh, been preaching that for the past month and a half is Brad Staggs. All I hear from him is sugar bad, sugar bad, sugar really? bad. Is yes. he on a no sugar thing? I, I, I think he's kind of on the no sugar thing like we are. Mm. But he's just 
trying to talk himself into mm-hmm. it's bad, it's bad. Well, I'm I'm kind of convinced. I just can't do anything about I it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is really bad for me. Yeah, but I'm going to keep eating it. <laughs> it's tough, man. Just depends how long do you want to live. And and they were saying that cancer cells need glucose they need sugar to survive and to thrive and to grow and so when you deny them that they don't so it makes sense to me you know the high fat it's not the fat they're feeding off it's the sugar that the cells are feeding off yes sir why are you looking at me when you say that i'm i'm you're a little i'm just because you're in front of me he said it they don't (laughs) feed off the fat and you're oh okay so relax yeah okay and you're so big, you take up so much room, it's almost impossible not to look at you. <laughs> really? That's funny. No, that's funny. Right? No, but I'm just saying what, you're a, no big oink? No, you're a big man. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Oh, you're just so large. No, I'm just saying that you're big. I'm not saying <laughs> No, he's saying you're big. That didn't say anything. The pig did. Pig needs a name, by the way. Uh, all right. right. What else you have? I was just going to remind people, uh, Father's Day weekend, come to uh, Mercury Museum. Uh, rights and Responsibilities, uh, June 15th, 16th, and 17th here it's at be uh, the studios here in Irving, Texas. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot are of really cool stuff. We're remodeling the whole I know. building for, for the, this. For the museum. I know. It's <laughs> yes, we are. It's going to be mm-hmm. It's going to be pretty cool. That's going to be incredible. And, you know, everybody's giving tours. You had Glenn, David Barton, mm-hmm. uh, myself, Stu. We're just, you know, sign up. Sign up and you can have a separate tour with us. Exactly. And learn even more. I love it. Or you can take your own little tour. All right. And general admission. Speaking of uh, putting good things into your body, uh, here's something you need to try that I, I just love this stuff. Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. You're going to feel better during the, the during the course of your day. Um, it's the only way I get vegetables. I, I don't like vegetables, and so it's it's impossible to do a diet full of vegetables to me, except this, this Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition gives me that. You just put one scoop into eight ounces of water, or a smoothie or shake. It's that easy and it tastes great. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. Get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. I think you're really going to give you more energy. You'll feel less lethargic during the day. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. By the way, somebody reminded us uh, on Twitter that that ketogenic diet uh, documentary, it's called The Magic Pill. Yeah, Radine told us that, and lots of people are tweeting uh, that they, they swear by that diet. Really? That keto stuff, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it makes sense, especially the way they present it. It makes a lot of sense. If what they say is true, that your 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 body burns fat better than it burns uh, sugar glucose um then it's the way to go i right? typically out here with the coffee i i used to when we moved here i don't know whenever i got in this routine i used to have about 10 packs of sugar uh in oh, my wow. coffee now i'm up to 13 oh good gosh 
it's just... 13 packs of sugar mm-hmm. in one cup of coffee. Yeah. and uh, Wow. Uh, Keith, that's that's a lot. Twice as big as this one here. That's yeah, a lot. So it's about me. Uh, but that's probably about the only sugar I have all day. Why don't you just have a cup of sugar and skip the coffee? Sometimes I do. When when someone, you know, when 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 they haven't made the coffee for the morning blaze and I'm here uh-huh. and I'm like, where's the coffee? Then I'm just like, you'll see me standing out there just pouring sugar packs in my mouth because all it is is a vessel anyhow. Well, I just, I, you know, I'm kind of convinced and I'd really like to try it. I just don't know, you know, because like I say on the field of greens commercial, I, I hate vegetables. So I don't know what besides the meat I would eat because I don't like kale and they're you know they were happily cooking up some kale for dinner and all kinds of other vegetables Mm. cucumbers in there and maybe some broccoli and they sauteed it all in olive oil because that's good for you uh no thanks i am just not gonna eat that so if you could figure out how to dump sugar and and flour and all that stuff from your diet uh and eat something other than meat, uh, I, I don't know what it would be. <laughs> I would eat, <laughs> You're looking at me. I would eat a lot of meat, uh, and that's about it. And then I'd be like, where's the rolls? Oh, you yeah, could Rolls aren't a part of this. Tofurkey with stew. You want some of that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, I could have tofurkey with stew, uh-huh. and uh, I think I'd choose not to. Uh, he's going to join us today, by the way, here on At Pat Unleashed. So you'll want to be stew. Stew is? Yeah. Bottom of hour one tomorrow. Oh, Just throwing that out there. I thought, I thought you I've meant got today. a special topic okay. that, that we need to discuss with him. All right, good. And so I summoned him in here. I hope that's okay. Also, we've got a, a gubernatorial candidate coming up in about half an hour. Yeah. Dan Fisher, Oklahoma. We Great. talked to him a while ago. I really liked him. So Black Robe Regiment. Talk to him again coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, by the way, it, it, just to show science is never settled. Sorry, the science is settled. Uh, nope. Stunning new study out that unwittingly uncovered a possible major flaw in the evolution of species theory. Wait, no, this is huh. settled, man. That's what are you settled. doing? You can't be reading That's this stuff. settled. You can't argue oh. with the evolution, the theory of evolution. Mm-hmm. It's fact. Fact. Nope. In fact, I think they now call it the fact of evolution. Is that right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, the scientist who did this study says this conclusion is very surprising, and I fought against it as hard as I could. But the overwhelming results were impossible to ignore. Um, h- how did 90% of the animal life on Earth become roughly the same age, genetically speaking? In other words, why and how did the vast majority of species emerge at around the same time? Now, how could that have possibly happened? I can't huh, even think of a scenario where that would even be a thing. Fascinating. Well, look at that. So Jeffy handed you a story that you actually like now. Huh? Yes. Yeah, see? That is I, fascinating. Though. I love it because... Science, they don't know everything, and they act like you're a lunatic if you don't believe every word they say when they're wrong all the time. Mm-hmm. Need I go to Piltdown Man? 
Piltdown Lizard. Plus, there's now Piltdown Lizard, where they found some lizard, yeah. and it's a, it's a combination thing, right? They're saying they might have gotten the uh, time wrong on when the uh, continents broke apart, so they're having to reevaluate that. Wait. Everything's getting Wait. Re- reworked, man. How could they have it wrong on when the continents broke apart? <laughs> I thought they were infallible. I thought the science was settled. I mean, seriously. Uh, it's so great when, when these stories come to light. And you you can rub this in their face. Hey, I thought you guys were perfect. I, th- I thought you knew everything. I thought we weren't supposed to uh, declare that anything you say isn't true. I, th- I thought everything was perfect. Yeah, and or I'm a science denier. Right, right. And you, here's a perfect example of of science, and and we don't know everything, and it's not frozen in time where our knowledge stops on stuff. Mm-hmm. Remember when we talked to uh, Brad Meltzer? Love him. He was on recently talking about Amelia Earhart. Yeah, and perpetuated over all of these years was, yeah, that wasn't uh, Amelia Earhart's bones. They were relying on, what, 1950s technology to try to figure that out? Mm-hmm. And so now they go back today and they're like, oh, crap. Oh, yeah, probably that is. was her, mm-hmm. Sue, so for, you know. Yeah, it was her and her navigator. That's our bad. They've been there the whole time. And he was like, seriously, Dead. if I had known this whole time we were relying on technology that was 75 years old. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should have done a, a, a TV special on this and done some updating our science here. Mm. So crazy. Interesting. Yeah, it is. I mean, they're wrong about so many things. So many things. And then they admit it. But if you ch- if you challenge them on anything else, oh no, you're a science denier. Yeah, that's for us to correct ourselves. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> that's the only time they're wrong. And even then, they're not wrong. They're just more right now. Yeah. Well, and, after the correction. Or it's buried in the back of some science journal that no one's ever going to read. Oh, yeah, we published that. Of course, we corrected the uh-huh. record. Did you now? Did, I, I missed the press release. It's really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got all this controversy over Roseanne Barr and, uh, and how racist she is. And, you know, other people saying, other people who know her. Like, in fact, uh, last night, Dave Rubin was on. Uh, on the news and why it matters. And he said he knows her really well. Apparently they're pretty good friends. And he believes her not to be a racist and is kind of surprised by this whole thing. But uh, Joy Reid, on the other hand, over at MSNBC with all the hateful blog posts she she wrote that she didn't write because she was hacked. And there's no evidence that she was hacked. (laughs) Now, she's perfectly fine. And she hasn't lost her job. And they found another crazy blog uh, post of hers where she, this might be the craziest of all, because she bought into the 9-11 conspiracy nonsense from Alex Jones. Um, she told her readers to watch a documentary of the conspiracy that jet fuel can't melt steel beams. <laughs> Uh, the documentary documentary was Loose Change, mm-hmm. uh, and it was in part produced by Alex Jones. The main arguments have been debunked over and over and over again, yeah. and it's it's all been gone over, and it's all been disproven, and yet... People still continue to shop this nonsense. That got a lot of traction in circles that I was stunned to see it pop up in. They would be carrying around like a CD-ROM with that thing. And I'm like, what? 
And people no. sent it to us over and over yes. and over and over Absolutely. and over. And I kept telling them, no, all, all of these things have been looked into and, and debunked. The fundamental question is, according to Joy, do you believe the official story of 9-11? If you do, great. If you don't, then everything that happened after that is called into serious question. Even if you're agnostic, I don't know what that has to do with anything, or you tend to believe that Al-Qaeda attacked the World Trade Center and Pentagon, if you tend to believe (laughs) and that the government had no warning such a thing could happen, it's worth taking a second look, she wrote. No, it's really not. And, And in fact... People did take a second look and a third and kept finding the same thing. Al-Qaeda attacked the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. They, they did that. But the whole Alex Jones theory is that the government, it was an inside job. And the government has been responsible for almost all of these events, frankly. I was just looking at a uh, website, I think Newsweek is who published uh, some of Alex Jones' top conspiracy theories. Their list at number one, uh, New World Order. Most of Jones' other conspiracy theories revolve around this one, which argues the world's elites are planning on exterminating 80% of the world's population to live forever with the aid of advanced technology. Wow. So 80% of the world's population is going to be killed by the world's elite, apparently. Um, Jones made a documentary exploring the theory, which proposes globalists are planning on using eugenics to eliminate a large portion of the population. Uh, Number two, the number two conspiracy theory. Charlie Sheen's belly button or hernia? Uh, No. No, okay. Number two is uh, 9-11 was an inside job. Okay, that's number two. Uh, he's described himself as one of the very first founding fathers of the 9-11 truth movement. And he's apparently proud of it. (laughs) He made a movie, uh, well, he's made several, but one called Martial Law 9-11, The Rise of the Police State, in which he called 9-11 an inside job, meaning our government did this. Head of the government at the time was George W. Bush, orchestrated by globalists in the U.S. government who were trying to enslave the world. He has also uh, appeared at a 9-11 truther conference where he called 9-11 a hoax and a fraud. Uh, Number three, major shootings and bombings, false flag operations. Along with 9-11, a lot of the other shootings and bombings that we consider terrorism from uh, Muslim extremists, he believes are false flag operations orchestrated by the government, elites including Oklahoma City, the Boston Marathon bombings. He questioned the mass shootings in Aurora, Colorado, Columbine, Tucson, San Bernardino, Orlando, Florida, Newtown, um, everywhere. Listeners of Jones who believe these theories have harassed family members of victims in the years following the shootings. (laughs) He also claimed uh, uh, Obama was the global head of Al-Qaeda. Now, I can't stand... Barack Obama, but he's the global head of Al-Qaeda? Yeah, uh, he apparently funds and arms the terrorist organization to achieve his own political goals. Is that right? Yeah. 
Hmm. Uh, and number five, the government creates homosexuality. Well, I mean, I mean, they you know, do that there's with frogs. the frogs. Yeah, they do the frogs. He has said that the government is using juice boxes. Okay. Oh, right. I mean. <laughs> no, come on. Now, listen to this. Yeah, okay. Here we go. <clears throat> okay, the science is settled on this. Okay. <laughs> the government is using juice boxes to make children gay. And uh, so eventually that will slow the world's population and, and lead to the reverse growth of the population. Hmm. In one of his most popular videos... The radio host proclaims that chemicals in the water, as we have played for you many times, are turning the freaking frogs gay. Oh, that makes sense. I was just reminding my ear that Ambien makes you racist, so... Right? I mean, I, there's precedent, right? <clears throat> I love that. Juice boxes are making kids gay? I would still be juice? slurping a juice box right now if I had one available. Well, if you want to become gay, that's up to you. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with becoming yeah, nothing gay. Nothing wrong with that. If that's, you know, might shock your wife, uh-huh. um, but uh, hey, whatever, to each his own. Thank you. You know what I mean? Thank you. Don't judge Who am I? us. Who am I? A special relationship. Uh, it's amazing. That is something else. And people still buy in. <laughs> Juice boxes are turning our kids gay? Am I just naive? <laughs> Maybe I'm just naive. It might be that. Not to believe that yeah, one. Yeah, because you have yeah. a hard time coming around on some of this stuff. I, mean, I do. I mean, look, I and do. it's baby steps with you. I can't expect you to go from one day, you know, almost being persuaded that RFK was killed by someone other than Sirhan <laughs> Sirhan, and then the next day, you think of the juke, just juice jump box right into the thing. juice box scandal. I mean, I can't do back-to-back days on trying to get... Let's yeah. do one week at a time. You're right. Okay? That's that's oh, too much too soon. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. 888-900-3393 or at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, and you can use the hashtag, uh, put that in your pipe. Or Ambien made me do it, or whatever you want, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, losing weight and keeping it off can be can be tough. And once you hit a certain age, you start getting older, and your metabolism slows down, and it's even harder. Um, it's a real struggle. But there's something that can help, and it's called Riduzone. With proper nutri- nutrition, diet, and exercise, Riduzone will help you lose weight. And the even tougher part is to keep it off. And Riduzone helps you keep your mind off food all day because it suppresses your appetite. And it boosts your metabolism. It's a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged supplement. They took the good stuff in olive oil and created a patented product containing OEA that's been shown to boost metabolism. And at the same time, it reduces your appetite. So if you've hit that age where it's just so hard and you can't seem to get past it, Give Riduzone a try. Order it today at riduzone.com. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. And when you enter the promo code PAT, you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. It's time to make it happen. Riduzone can help you do it. Riduzone.com. Promo code PAT to get 30% off a three-month supply. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. on the blaze radio network it's true i do and uh thank you for being with us 
888 Some actual good news here from a university. Hofstra University. After more, it, it took them two months to figure it out. But after two months of deliberating, Hofstra University has announced it will not remove a statue of Thomas Jefferson from its campus. Can you believe that? Somebody made the right decision on this? A March 17th petition called uh, Jefferson an icon of white supremacists. (laughs) And it, of course, attracted support from numerous student groups. But a counterpetition gained even more traction, setting the stage for a dueling protest between the two factions. University President Stuart Rabinowitz acknowledged that Jefferson and other founding fathers were imperfect individuals, but said this doesn't detract from their vision of a free and equal world. No way! I have just become a huge fan of Hofstra wait, University. Wait. There's not a catch? Nope. What? Apparently not. I'm waiting for the shoe to drop here. What's happening? Okay, cool. The Hofst- Hofstra Pride? Is that what they are? are they? Yeah. Really? Ho- Hofstra Pride. No. That's not their name. Do they have a football team? Yeah. Like Division 9? Um, they are, uh, let's see. Hofstra, the Flying Dutchman. Thank you. They used to be the Flying Dutchman. Whoa, whoa, now whoa. they're the Hofstra Pride. You can't have M-E-N. I can't even say the word. You can't have M-E-N in a nickname at a school. Oh, Yeah, Hofstra Pride. Why did they get rid of the Flying Dutchman? Why was that? Was that insensitive to somebody? Oh, you telling Dutchman me. who can't fly or what? what? Well, I think that's the unofficial nickname. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We're just like learning uh, how to fly here. They compete in... Uh, Men's and women's basketball. Mm. Cross peanut. <laughs> what? What is cross peanut? Oh, they w- wait a minute. They actually did completely ditch the Flying Dutchman. Oh, wait, so they are, are the pride. What show are you listening to? I just told you it's that in twice. Delay. It's in delay. What the hell? I'm hearing you in delay. Pat. Yes, I said they changed the name from Flying Dutchman to Hofstra Pride. I know, but I thought it was like an Auburn Tiger Go War Eagle. I thought they I mean, still what? at least had some sort of connection to the Dutchman. Have you no, had, it's have completely... you had a stroke? Do you have brain damage? Is there? A hearing I'm issue? saying I thought it was still somehow a part of the on? school. Just so bizarre. Uh, poor me. So they compete in men and women's basketball. And that wait, and there's something here about flying peanut. What is that? It's cross peanut, cross, not flying dang peanut. Dang it, I missed it. You up. have had a stroke. Uh, so if there's a doctor in the house, please so pl- close people. Please report to the studio. What is what is cross peanut? Uh, anyway? they they compete in golf, lacrosse, soccer, and tennis. There is no football team at Hofstra. Uh, men's sports include baseball and wrestling. Women include volleyball, field hockey, and softball. They compete in NCAA Division One. What? No, they don't. What show are you listening Hofstra? to? Hofstra? I already told it's you. It's in this. NCAA Division One. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I love the school now. Okay. What is? I love the school. I, I, I they made a good decision an about Cross Peanut, by the way. Huh? I have not found a suitable answer for what the heck is. Did you Google it? There's nothing on Cross Peanut. The only thing that comes up <clears throat> is that thing you were reading. It just mentions it. Look at that, mm. right there, and That's then weird. nothing else. Right there. <laughs> what is that? I gotta know. But back to yeah. uh, universities who normally do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. University of New Mexico is hosting a three-day critical race study conference, mm. exploring issues such as colonization. Anti-blackness and white rage. 
Because I guess there's no such thing as anti-whiteness. No. There's none of, none of that going on anywhere. It's a social justice conference this week with speakers discussing racism, colonization, and white anti-racism in education. The focus of the conference is to discuss colonization being endemic in society and its connections to anti-indigeneity, anti-blackness. Now they're just making up words. (laughs) Anti-brownness, anti-immigration, anti-LGBTQIA, anti-disability rhetoric. (laughs) Discourses deeply rooted in the social fabric of the U.S. (laughs) How College Creates Becky, White Women's Racism in Higher Education. That's, that's one of the uh, courses that they're... This is unbelievable. I mean, really, do you want your kids going to, to these schools, learning this kind of trash? Just being indoctrinated on how terrible they are as white people? And how white people have done nothing but destroy... Yeah, if I'm choosing between what, I'm New, sorry. New Mexico no and Hofstra, I'm sending my kids to Hofstra. Hofstra. Yeah, at least I, they might be completely liberal in every other way, sure. but at least they left the Thomas Jefferson statue there. Wait a minute, they used to be the Flying Dutchman, and now they're the Pride. <laughs> okay, if I'm going to slap you dead, breaking news that we I'm going to slap you dead. Uncovered? I'm going to dog slap you so hard it's going to kill your whole family. <laughs> the conference agenda lists social justice lectures primarily focused on race and education. Uh. White rage, anti-blackness. There's a mm. lot of anti-blackness going on. Right. And the threat to white school space. <laughs> In the hell? <laughs> Confronting white supremacist ideology in everyday campus life. Because there's so much of it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'll bet you there's like uh, half a percentage of white supremacists on campus. <laughs> I'll bet, well, not half a not- percentage, but, you know, like one one thousandth of one percent of uh, white supremacists on campus. <sighs> Other panels focus specifically on white women, such as examining Becky. Why is it Becky? What happened to her? Is Becky just a typical white name, and so they're just being racist about? That's Mm -hmm. unreal. Isn't this something? Can you can you imagine if you inserted a black name there Mm -hmm. that people would consider? I don't know what that would be because I don't know. Right, I don't know. I, every name is I, every name. You just race don't know. Unspecific for right, me, right? So, <laughs> so I don't know what there would be. But let's say, just for argument's sake, that there's a black name, yeah. and you and you insert that, you'd be shut down. Oh yeah, there'd be protests and probably rioting. But they get to do examining Becky and the white hegemonic alliance and how college creates becky white women's racism in higher education I that is mean, despicable so despicable i i tell you if you have a kid at the university of new mexico uh, i'd pull them out if you're paying for it you're i mean think pull of them the out. tens of thousands of dollars that families could be spending on who knows what else that would be better than your kids being brainwashed to hate themselves mm. and doubt everything that you taught them. Mm-hmm. I got a nice little flyer for, for oh. it. the University of New Mexico invites you to the Critical Race Studies and Education Association Conference. This goes on um, May 30th, so it's going on right now, through June 1st. So you can still make it, the Student Union Building, building on the theme of, well, yeah, we already read that. Didn't we? Uh, educators, 
Researchers, activists, practitioners, community members, and, and youth will situate their work within the historical and current socio-political realities of colonization being endemic in society and their connections to all that hatred we've already mentioned to you. Anti-blackness among them. Anti-LGBTQIA+. Plus. Plus. And it's sponsored by the Institute for Race and Social Justice, Southwest Hispanic Research Institute. Oh, love these groups. That's great. They sound like good, wholesome groups, too. Don't they, though? Want your kids hanging uh, out? Wow. Race, Ethnicity, and Education Journal, the National Hispanic Cultural Center. It's amazing how many Hispanic organizations mm-hmm. are interested in discussing how awful uh, white people are. That's that's interesting to me. Oh, it's also sponsored by Albuquerque Public Schools. <laughs> wow. That's a curveball in here. Jeez, man. The Division of Equality and Inclusion. Uh, I. How do you expect your kids to survive this kind of propaganda? Uh, they, they've got to get out of these, out, out of these uh, re-education centers. That's what so many of these colleges are now. They're re-education centers. They're teaching your kids how to hate their whiteness, how to believe that they're terrible people, how to believe everything was handed to them if they're white. And how nobody else is responsible for anything. We've just caused all of the evil on this planet. I am so sick and tired of it. You don't have to do it. These The kids don't have to go to these colleges. You don't have to. And I, if you can't find a conservative school that doesn't do this kind of garbage... They shouldn't. They probably shouldn't go at all. Frankly, yeah. You know where you educate your kids? It's through wall builders, through the books that they sell at wall builders, and through PragerU videos. PragerU, man, those are great videos. I wouldn't just if you randomly go looking for clips on YouTube, you uh. could have a problem like I had. I wanted to show them some stuff on Lafayette, my kids. Mm-hmm. First video I called up, I didn't know what it was. The first thing out of the guy's mouth was. To understand who uh, Marquis de Lafayette was, he was to Washington what Che Guevara was to Fidel Castro. Oh, right, kids, uh, we're going to actually stop this video, and I'm going to tell you the truth about Lafayette. Mm. I mean, there are resources available, but please protect your kids' brains because they are getting indoctrinated on every level. And another story here about oh, uh, white privilege workshop uh, at Humboldt State University. You just can't get away from it. It's everywhere. Microaggressions and whiteness. Okay. Well, I think I'll skip that one, Humble. Thank you. <laughs> Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Thanks for being here. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. There's a a man running for governor in Oklahoma that uh, has some really good things to say. And we talked to him a while ago, and, and wanted to talk to him again before the the primary comes up here. Uh, his name is Dan Fisher. He's running for governor in Oklahoma. He's been a pastor for thirty-five years. He served two terms in the Oklahoma legislature. Uh, and he's the creator of a great teaching tool, which is available at theresonancemovement.com. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Dan, welcome to The Blaze. Hi. Uh, Pat, hello, and thank you for having me on your show again. You bet. How are, now, when is, the, uh, when is the primary? The primary is on June the 26th, the okay. end of this next month. All right. Uh, I love that you, your platform has four basic, basic planks. Um, are people responding to this? You've got uh, abolish abortion, state sovereignty, audit everything, and proper government. So t- tell me about these. <laughs> Yeah, well, first of all, the people are responding, Pat, and what's really, really neat is that we're getting to the people who had given up. I mean, they they just had enough of these folks that campaign as conservatives and govern as moderates or progressives. They've just just had enough. So we are really getting to the grassroots, and, and, and that's that's really cool. Yeah, we tried to keep the, the, the platform fairly simple, but those four things obviously are, are kind of hallmark issues that if a person's right on those, they're going to be right on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, the abolish abortion is just really, really simple. I, I found out, I, I've been a pro-lifer all of my life, was even working with Dr. Falwell back in the early 80s when the moral majority is really the, you know, going strong. And, and we believed then that being pro-life meant we wanted to end abortion soon. But when I got elected, I realized that when a politician tells you they're pro-life, it generally means absolutely nothing. And, and they'll actually fight sure. to kill any legislation that has a chance of ending abortion. All they want to do is regulate it. So I've kind of come full circle in my life, and I've realized, gosh, I'm not a pro-lifer. I'm an abolitionist. It's time to get rid of this. So that's what I'm running on. I'm running on Oklahoma needs to be the first abortion-free state. We don't believe the uh, Supreme Court had the authority to throw it on us and force us to do it anyway. So it's time for some state to push back, and that's exactly what I intend to do if I get elected. And you must be getting the howls and complaints from the left that you're anti-woman, that you don't care about women's health issues, all of that stuff. is. Yeah, well, you know, and you're you're right, but, but here's the deal. I care a lot about women's health because half these babies are females that they're murdering. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. And on top of it, this is not the woman's health. I mean, that is a straw man, Pat, as you know. Yep. Uh, hardly ever. I mean, it's almost minusculely to zero. Is there ever a, cha- a situation where the woman's life is truly endangered by a pregnancy? It just, in modern medicine, that's... That's a non-issue. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you're getting all the same stuff, but it's the same old tired argument that we've been hearing for years, and we know it's a lie. And the people are st- – I-, I think the people are starting to figure it out. Mm. I hope so. Um, I do, too. We've, we've had some good news this week with the, uh, with the Supreme Court allowing uh, the limits in uh, Arkansas to stand. That was kind of a surprise because this has been going the other yeah. way for so long that – No, it's exactly right. Any little breath of good news <laughs> just kind of strengthens you. Um, yeah, it does because you you know when you're in a desert, just one drop of water feels like yep. a flood. You it know? means a lot. Uh, well, state, it does. What about state sovereignty? Um, yeah. What, what is uh, what's the situation there? Yeah. Well, you know, Pat. Here's the thing: if you look at the founding documents, for instance. If you go to the Declaration of Independence or, or the, the Federalist Papers, and uh, you, you read our founders, and, and they clearly were af- afraid of this new government that they were creating that we now call the federal government. And so they wanted to put limits. Uh, they were very, very concerned. In fact, if you look at all of our founding documents, they're all limiting documents because mm-hmm. they were afraid of this. And, and Madison, who was the author 
of the doggone Constitution even admits in Federalist 45, look, the powers we're delegating to this federal government are few and defined, and the powers reserved to the states are numerous and indefinite. I mean, I don't know how you could make it any clearer. And then he goes on to say that these delegated powers the federal government have to do basically with foreign entanglements and the things that touch everyday uh, issues of life are reserved to the states. So we believe that it is time for the states to reassert the sovereignty and the state authority that we never surrendered in the first place. And, and of course, you know, we're not talking about insurrection or revolution or anything like that. A lot of people say, well, Mm -hmm. Dan, you're wanting to break the law. No, I'm actually trying to get us back to the rule of law. No kidding. Uh, You know, because it was the states that created the federal government, not the other way around. Um, And, okay, audit everything. Um, So you're not talking about just, like, Federal Reserve. You want to do an audit to make sure that uh, government is running efficiently? I want to audit the Oklahoma state government from top to bottom. Uh, we, we, we have, like most every other state, massive agencies that deal in hundreds of millions of dollars every year. And having served in the legislature, I know the shell game they play. Some of it is just slick and procedural. And some of it, Pat, is just flat out corrupt. Mm-hmm. And the people, and, and here's the problem. Most people are out there working hard five or six days a week. They don't have time to keep an eye on these weasels 24-7. So they're always playing the shell game. So what I would want to do as governor is bring in an outside auditing firm and start with the largest agencies and not just do a receipt audit where we just say, okay, well, this receipt matches this expenditure. No, heck no. I want to do performance and forensic audits. I want to determine whether or not these agencies even ought to exist. In fact, if I get elected, I'm going to use a core function litmus test and if the agency doesn't pass the litmus test, I'm going to begin working on shutting them down. Uh, that, if, <laughs> if that doesn't resonate with conservatives, I just I don't know what would anymore. <laughs> well, I, you're right, man. And, and, and Pat, but here's a good thing. I, I, I mean, I know we get lots of bad news, especially at the national level. But I'm telling you, out there on the stump, when you're talking to everyday people, that are just working hard and are good, solid people, mm-hmm. buddy, they start cheering and yelling and, you know, putting their fists in the air when they hear this kind of stuff. Because this is what they've been longing for, and they yeah. thought these Republicans that they were electing were doing all of that, and they found out they're, they're flipping and selling them down the river. And, and they've, they've just had enough. In fact, we're using the phrase enough already in my campaign. So it resonates with the people, I can assure you. Well, I know you've you've had experience with Republicans who didn't act like Republicans in the uh-huh. Oklahoma legislature. Um, yeah. What, what, what is happening to modern Republicans today? Well, Pat, I think they're not Republicans. I mean, I, I talked to our Republican chairperson a few months ago, and I told her that if we're not going to abide by the Oklahoma Republican Party platform, put it in the paper shredder. I mean, there's no need in having it if you're not mm-hmm. going to do it. And these people are not conservatives, Pat. That's just the thing. Yep. They know the verbiage to use when they're knocking on people's doors. Okay. Now, I don't know what they are personally. I mean, I can't judge their hearts or their motives. But I can tell you this. I watched them in the legislature, and they lie. 
I'm just telling you, man, I don't, I don't know whether it's they, they start sensing the power and they start feeling important mm-hmm. or they want these uh, tall buildings crowd to keep putting money in their campaign uh, chests. I, I don't I don't know what it is. Because I know some of these people, and Pat, as individuals, they're not necessarily bad people. But I mm-hmm. was just, I was amazed. I was flabbergasted at how these people function. And, and they're really slick, because here's how they do it. They, they know how to vote when an issue's on the floor, where they know the people might see that vote. Yeah. But then they use these slick procedural moves in committees and closed-door meetings to then undo what they did on the floor. And they know the people don't know how to find that. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah. it's actually b- quite believable because we've <laughs> we've seen a lot of people we really like at the beginning. A lot yeah. of people we really trust. A lot of good people go to Washington or to Austin or, in your case, Oklahoma City, and yeah. become somebody completely different because they've been co-opted by the other side. I don't know why that happens or how that happens so quickly every time. Career, but, but I guess they want to. Yeah, they want to. They want to make it their career. They career, and they want to get along with everybody there. Well, and and you know, here in Oklahoma, we have term limits, so you can only serve a combination of twelve years in the legislature. And it's really? amazing. Yeah, and it's wow. amazing those who play the game when wow. they come out mysteriously, they become the president of a bank, or they take over a college, or <laughs> they get some really cushy job somewhere. Uh huh. Yeah, it's payback. Mm -hmm. I mean, these guys, basically, you work with us, and then we'll make sure you're taken care of later. And it's, you know, it's not really illegal, because there's no way to pin that on them. But that's what happens. It happens more than you can possibly believe. And so, see, there's a thing with me. I'm running because... I feel compelled to. I don't even want to do this. I'm a full-time pastor. I travel around the country sharing this Black Regiment message. And by the way, the people can go to a website, just Dan Fisher BRR for Black Robe Regiment, and they can find out more about that. Okay. I don't need this headache. I'm not nursing yeah. some political career here. I'm doing it because I'm the only guy saying this stuff. These other guys are establishment, or mm-hmm. they're in the pockets of the tall buildings crowd, as I like to call them. And they're not going to say anything like this. Nothing like this. It's it, and it's amazing that um, in Oklahoma, still at least according to the latest poll I've seen, there's still 30 percent of Oklahomans who are undecided yes. in in this race. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you've got a shot. And well, if, we, if people want to want to help and get involved in your campaign, maybe make a donation. Where do they go? They go to fisherforgovernor.com. Pat, let me add one more thing about the polls. Since we're going after the grassroots and the people who've kind of given up on the system, the polls don't reflect these. It's the kind of the same thing that was happening with Trump. This is why everybody missed it with Trump, like him or not. uh, They missed it because the polls couldn't reflect. Their algorithms can't find these people. Most of these polls that you're seeing from Oklahoma that may be up on the national news, those are push polls. Those things are rigged. Yeah. In some of the polls, they don't even include me, and I'm I'm part of part of the top tier of the candidates. They leave me out because I'm so offensive to them. It's 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 crooked, man. It's crooked all the way across. Yeah, I believe it. And you got George Soros coming right at you by name, right? 
Yeah, four different articles that his news agencies have written. So that must tell you you're doing something right. That might be the best thing you can say is that George Soros doesn't like you. That's exactly right, man. We, <laughs> yes. tell, we tell that everywhere we go. Uh, Dan, good luck. Uh, the, hey, thank you, Pat. The primary again is June what? June 26th. Okay, and to, and to uh, contribute or get involved in your campaign, where do you go? fisherforgovernor.com we could appreciate any help that folks can give us good luck dan thanks a lot hey man thanks for having me on your show again you bet. uh that's an actual conservative it's an actual no but nobody yeah. wants to abolish abortion i mean you know people do they just don't say it and that is that's brave yeah. Uh, and it's necessary to stop the slaughter and if you want to know somebody that absolutely Jeez. knows and understands the history and the founding and the roots yeah. of how this country started in the pulpits. It's this guy, Dan Fisher. I, I love him. A guy who actually talks about the U.S. Constitution and cares about the U.S. Constitution yeah. and sovereignty of a state, uh, which was one of the most important things to the founders and something that's been completely almost eliminated uh, in the subsequent 240 years. Triple eight. Uh, 93393 uh also Brad Staggs. Yeah, I thought I thought I'd stop by for a little uh, little mm. good news uh-huh. um from uh, from com. Uh-huh. by the way. Okay. Uh, and it's not just me who says the stuff works. That's a three-step system. Keep those ears clean. Uh we got a, a nice note from Joe S. And Joe uh, said, I'm now in my 60s. I've had bad wax buildup problems with total blockage in my left ear since childhood. Oh, I've no. been going to the doctor at mm. least once a year to have it cleaned out. Never again, says Joe. WaxRx did the trick in only two tries. I recommend it to anyone who has a blockage. Nice. That is from Joe. Uh, an interesting one from Deborah. Deborah says, to be honest, and we cannot condone this, but she says, to be honest, I didn't buy this for human use. My little Pekingese gets a lot of wax buildup in his ears. <laughs> Heck. I kid you not. So, How do you know? I would so, never check my dog's ears. Really? That's where the little what? mites and stuff live. Uh, maybe you my, never check your dog. Maybe dog's... my wife does. Wow. That's her responsibility. Let's she hope. brought the dog into the house. Do you you get dogs? to check her Man, ears. No kidding. Tom hate Tom Selleck's mustache. Hate and he hates dogs. dogs. I don't hate dogs. And dogs Gosh. with Tom Selleck's mustache, He's not too. I just hate dog yeah. earwax. Wow. I don't want to know about it. Well, frankly. that's the beauty of what Deborah's doing. She's getting rid of it in her Pekingese. And you know how bad those And so it worked is. in the dog? Said it worked in the dog. He right. uh, he hates it. <laughs> but I, I can't see a dog enjoying it. No. <laughs> Not even a little bit. No. Which is why we can't. They don't like dog. baths either. They, no. They don't like good things. They for would them. just like to go outside, roll in the dirt in the That's mud. That's what they want to do. Yeah. yeah. And just, mm-hmm. just enjoy it. Uh, he uh, hoped, uh, says uh, he... Uh, he hates it, but uh, I think this will keep him from getting those pesky ear infections. So you see, mm-hmm. whether it's our four-legged friends with Tom Selleck mustaches <laughs> or, that me or, out, or, <laughs> or people like Joe who've had a problem the, in, their entire life, mm-hmm. usewaxrx.com is helping people everywhere. And if you use promo That's code beautiful. radio, you'll get standard uh, shipping absolutely free. Usewaxrx.com. So beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network.
returns. Really like Dan Fisher. I should be great if he won. I mean, you know, like you said, the polls are push polls. They've got an agenda. You don't necessarily buy in, but uh, you could use some help. And if the undecideds go with him, mm-hmm. he's got a shot. I like it. An actual conservative. You just don't hear from actual conservatives anymore. So that's great. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Oh, uh, by the way, Samantha B has apologized. Has she? She's apologized. She's very sorry for calling Ivanka Trump uh, a feckless c word. So everything's fine. So now we're don't good. even worry about it. This is not even a news story anymore. No, why, why it's are you not even. even I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to make sure that you knew that she, she's in no jeopardy now. Right. She's fine. All she's forgiven. done everything she needs yep. to do. Yep. Because she's on the left, and you don't even leave her alone. She apologized. I mean, don't even waste the newspaper wow. ink tonight because this thing's over. Of course, she's not going to lose her job. Why would she? Plus, she said it about a white person, so who even cares? <laughs> Not just a white person, but a, re- a the daughter of a Republican president white person. Oh, triple insulation for, <laughs> I mean, for B. So, B. Samantha B., I mean, not only should you not lose your job, you should get promoted and a raise. Give her a raise. She's huh. not making enough money. I don't know what it is. Probably $2 million. Give her five. Five. Why, why five? Give her five million. Why stop there? G- give her 10 or 15 or 20 million. What he said. Because <laughs> she apologized. So, what do you yeah, want? I mean, Blood? Right. Is that what you want? <laughs> I mean, I mean, what difference does it make now? Right. At this point? Uh, huh. uh, I don't even know what feckless means. What is it? If she was full of feck, what would that be? Right. I, I, she's, so she's a feckless c-word. Why well, don't even feckful? What are you? If you're feckful, what are you full of? You're full of feck. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad? I don't know. I don't even know what feck is. Yeah, we don't know what define feck. So all of a sudden, somebody's feckless. So mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what? So and the other what? word we just bleeped out. So we don't even know what it was. I don't even know what it was. Um, cat. Why are we talking about this? Cart. <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know, uh, uh, Tom Arnold was talking about Roseanne's tweets. Was he? And what brought that on? And well, you he's know, a level head. He's a level headed guy. <laughs> you gotta love Tom Tom Arnold. I mean, he was married to her twenty four years ago. Nobody knows her better today than Tom Arnold, who probably hasn't spoken to her since nineteen ninety four. If I remember correctly, uh, their breakup wasn't pleasant. If I if I, if I remember right. Uh, but here's what he had to say when he got a chance to sound off on this. It's a meme that, that she and mm-hmm. thousands of our alt-right uh, fans do. They love calling black people monkeys. Okay, so here we go again with categorizing and stereotyping an entire race of people. They love calling black people monkeys. First of all, Roseanne Barr is not alt-right. She's not right at all. She's left. She's like a socialist. She's a socialist who wanted to behead bankers because they made too much money. She wanted to bring back the guillotine. Ugh. It's not a one-time joke, okay? okay. Yeah, she okay. said something about because, Susan Rice a couple of years ago right. referencing Well, no, but there, there's well, no, more. But, Look at her tweet. We, they do it because we have a white trash racist president. That's a fact. Whoa. We, that is, it's, a, it's a fact that we have a white trash racist president. 
Now, nobody knows white trash better than Tom Arnold. <laughs> nobody. He puts a ring on it. <laughs> if anybody knows white trash, it's Tom Arnold. So listen to him. Donald Trump is, and we, Roseanne and I both noted 30 years. That's an absolute fact. And it's instead an of saying fact. Donald Trump going, okay, everybody, hold on together, he says, oh, my gosh, what about me? That's insane that he's like, well, what about people making fun of me? Well, I mean, he did do that. <laughs> but the rest of that <laughs> is feckless nonsense. Here's what's called a pat or grace. Maybe it's feckful. I'm not oh, sure. Feckful. It depends on what feck is. I think it's interchangeable. Okay. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. a Pat Gray, uh, what you call a safety tip, mm-hmm. if someone says that's a, f- uh, what do they say, a, a fact, that's mm-hmm. fact, mm-hmm. it's probably not. It's probably not. Okay. Especially when it comes from Tom Arnold. Yeah. Oh, boy. That is just, ag- why would anybody dredge up Tom Arnold? He, uh, well, you know, who used to be married to her 24 years ago. Mm. Uh, is Tom Arnold, and we can get him to say outrageous things. <laughs> yeah. Let's put him on. This will get the clicks. Uh, but but that's fine. Don't, don't worry about that. But if the right brings on anybody crazy, then you know, you're the worst person in the world, and you don't deserve to have a job. By the way, we're talking about the uh, colleges, most of whom are doing racist conferences. Um. Marquette University has given some more guidance on uh, urging their students to drop the I word when referring to illegal immigrants, saying the term illegal violates a cherished legal principle. Um, so they've edited their web page and expanded upon its undocumented student terminology. Mm. Undocumented section of the website, uh, the school reinforces its criticism of the term illegal immigrant, asserting that it eschews one of our most fundamental and cherished legal principles of innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Well, show up to court. Maybe we can prove it. Right. Good. Uh, By the way, if they don't have, you know, like a visa or they don't have a green card or they don't have citizenship... it, you don't need a court of law to tell you they're illegal. Mm-hmm. They're illegal aliens. They're illegally whoa, here. Whoa, 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 whoa. Illegal. No, illegal. you can't use that word. Illegal. Illegal aliens. Pat. Illegal. Aww. They're not legal. They're Pat. illegal. Pat, no. Illegal aliens. Illegal. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.